In this week's episode, we're back after a week off to pay tribute to two Disney legends that we've recently lost. World of Colors coming back, finally, we think. Find out what we do know and what we don't know. Another Disney After Dark event's coming, and this one is sure to be super. A Lion King celebration is coming to DCA this summer to help thin out the Galaxy's Edge crowds. Will it help, or will it just be a stampede? Also, Star Wars news, security tents, Doctor Who, and more on this fashionable episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. Never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look happy birthday hey we're back it's nobody's birthday no it's not well, I just, you know it's thing i say oh yeah that's true but it was my nephew Stuart's birthday last week oh, okay well he i mean turned, it's somebody's birthday he turned 24 yes it's crazy yeah somebody's birthday was <laughs> someone's yeah, birthday is every day somebody's birthday yes <laughs> so happy birthday to you whoever's birthday is today yes other people's death day oh well that's not exactly how I would have gone into that, but yes, uh, we do have some pretty important Disney particular huge related uh, passings that just happened within the last two weeks since we've been gone. Uh, the first being Ron Miller, who was, of course, the husband of Diane Miller Disney. Diane Disney Miller. What? Diane Disney Miller. Yes, Diane Disney Miller. Uh, who passed away, I believe, about four years ago, three or four years ago. Uh, she was, of course, the uh, oldest. She the oldest Disney's Walt Disney's oldest daughter, and adopted. Or oh, she was adopted. Oh, okay. I don't know why right. I didn't know that. It's her that was adopted. I don't know which one was adopted. I believe it's her. Okay. Okay. Well, somebody can email us or not. <laughs> so uh, yes. Yeah, so anyways, yes. Ron Miller. Uh, he passed away. He was, of course, president and CEO of Walt Disney Company from 1978 to 1984. I think uh, he was the first sort yes. of not family. I mean, he's still a family member, but I'm going to have to look that up. Yes, you can look that up, and I will give, uh, tell some other things. During that period, he was a uh, producer on many, many films. During that period, uh, any, any, basically, basically anything that was... Uh, from the late 70s and the early 80s, Black Hole, Rescuers, uh, for Watchers in the Woods, probably all of those. I'm trying to find the actual list, but uh, it, I should have been a little bit more prepared. 
Yeah, Black Cauldron, Pete's Dragon, Black Hole, uh, the Witch Mountain movies, uh, the Herbie movies. I actually have a, a, a cousin in the Herbie movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Like one of the later ones or no, all of them? Uh, I think they're probably all of them. Okay. His name is uh, Gonzalez Gonzalez. I'm serious. It's my, no, I think I've actually heard that name before. Uh, he's uh, my grandmother's cousin. Oh, yeah. cool. I never met him, though. A Candle Shoe, Apple Dumpling Gang. I like that movie. Uh, Monkey's Uncle. <laughs> yeah, he was like a producer. He had something to do with a lot of these. A lot of basically, like I said, if it was in, made in the seventies or, or or early eighties, basically until Eisner took over. Right. Uh, Ron Miller was a producer of basically all the movies made from during that period. Guess. Oh, the horse. Yes. <laughs> The Beatniks. I don't remember that movie. Me neither. That was in 1960. I don't know what he had to do with that. <laughs> I don't even know why that's on there, because I don't even think he he had met Diane at that point. Probably not. Because I think I read that they met in like 1969 or something like that. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he was pretty influential, and he had a lot to do with everything that was going on at uh, Disney at the time when he had, you know, uh, he actually played for the Rams. Oh, really? Yeah. He went to USC. Oh, okay. Uh, Ron Miller was also a key proponent of the development of Epcot and Tokyo Disneyland. But as I said before, he left Disney in 1984 as part of the change that brought in Eisner, Katzenberg, and Frank Wells, which of course was a huge, huge thing. And then after that, uh, they are around that same time, they opened a winery in Napa, and then they, him and Diane were basically, uh, they basically were part of, they created the Walt Disney Family Museum. Cool. And Woo. yeah, it was uh, 2013 when Diane passed. They had seven children. Oh, dang. So also, uh, just a few days ago, I think it was on Thursday or Friday, uh, we got the word that Dave Smith, had passed away. Uh, some of you may not know him by the, by just Dave Smith. Uh, most of you would probably just know him by Ask Dave. Yeah, he knew a lot. If you... Uh, Dave Smith's a legend. That was uh, Disney Magazine, right? Yes. Yeah, if you if anybody read Disney Magazine, what, throughout the, like, the 90s? Yes. Or into the 2000s, uh, there was the Ask Dave column in the back where anybody could anybody could write in and ask about Disney memorabilia, Disney trivia. He was the creator. He created the Disney archives. Yes. He was a maintainer of the Disney archives for many years. He wrote so many books, Disney A through Z, and many others. He was basically like the keeper of the of Disney. He's History, like, kind of. You know, we always talk about the our Disney vault in my house. Yes. Yeah, he had. Uh, he was the keeper of the Disney right, vault. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, do you think that he was hired to do that, or that he came on and said, "I could do this for like, like"? Did he create? Was he doing it on his own, and they he, brought him on, uh, or was he? If I remember the story correctly, he was brought on to help catalog. Because I think he goes all the way back to 69, I think. He was brought into, I think the story goes is that he was brought in to catalog Walt's office, which had been left untouched in the 
years after Walt's death. Mm. And, I've heard that as well. And Dave or at Smith, least about the untouched office. Dave Smith was brought in to catalog Walt's office. Measurements of where things were. And, right, yeah. and all of the... Because uh, it was What's untouched, inside? so everything that was inside was cataloged and recorded, and that was probably a lo- probably some of that information is what led to the uh, the the replica of Walt's office there at Disneyland yeah. that was there at uh, Lincoln for so many years. Right. I don't know when that opened, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dave... I've seen that office in other places. Right, well. and yeah. I know that the uh, that he was instrumental in recreating the office. Wherever it was that it was moved to, I don't know where that was. I don't remember, but I know that's his origins with Disney, and uh, I guess just that led into him becoming basically their main archivist. Mm-hmm. And then by the time of the '80s and Disney Magazine coming out and all that, and the Disney Channel, and uh, yeah, it was just basically then asked Dave, and he was just uh, by then he you know, and he of course he's a Disney legend, but. Uh, and that's not what I meant by he's a legend. I mean, he, I think aside from the Disney legends, right, no, quote unquote, no, yeah, he's no, a legend no, no. for what he created. Yes, definitely he's, he's a legend. I mean, like I said, anybody who grew up in the uh, 80s and, and uh, you know, or whenever uh, reading Ask Dave columns, you know, I mean, it's just for years, you know, he was uh, that face and that name. Uh, I don't even know for years if I even knew that his last name was Smith. <laughs> he was just Ask Dave yeah. to me. And, you know, there's just so many... Different little cool trivia's and things that I I learned on you know just by reading that column and you know it was always a really cool thing about the magazine. Couldn't wait to get to the the Ask Dave section. You know, it was always fun. So, Uh, I I the information I got on um, Ron Miller being the CEO situation is a little murky. I think he became CEO actually CEO in the eighties, but when Roy passed, he handed off control to three people and and uh ron was one of those uh card walker and uh and ron and then there was one other person that uh that the control was handed off to but um don tatum uh but it doesn't say which one was the, the information i have here and wikipedia doesn't say which one was uh which one was which? So, oh wait, here it says Don Tatum becomes chairman, Card Walker becomes president. So I'm not sure what Ron was then. However, it does say that in um, that in '82, uh, Walt's son-in-law succeeds Card Walker as CEO. So he was only CEO for two years. So he was he was still one of the main three guys in control prior to that, but he wasn't president or CEO. Which is why he got his name as producer on all the stuff. He right. was just, he, he was active in the motion picture uh, side of it. Whereas those other guys probably oversaw more merchandising and right. the parks and things like that. He was heavy into the, uh, the, the, the movie side of it. Definitely. I think That's that why he... his name appeared as producer on so many different, of things that from that time period. I'm not sure which other plus Ron, but it, uh, the other thing I was reading said that he um, he and the other guy were actually personally trained by Walt and Roy. Right, well. Um, that they were, you know, under the wings. I mean, so he speak. was the son-in-law, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. Nepotism is real. <laughs> well, he didn't have, Walt didn't have any sons either. Right. And that, you know, having a, a man take over for a man is, is something that's existed in our society for a very long time. Yeah. 
so I Unfortunately. think that, um, yeah, because otherwise Diane should have really been. Well, you'd think that she would have taken but, it over. But so not in that yes. era. So they will both be missed. Oh crap! They will both be missed, of course, within the Disney community. I don't know who takes over, like control of the Walt Disney Family Museum now. I'm sure probably their there's kids probably and a, stuff. There's probably a, a board. I'm sure they probably won't re- weren't really doing much with it to begin with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was president of the board of directors, but they'll probably just find somebody else. So I don't think there's any shortage of people that want to preserve this. Stuff no, there. definitely not. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sure uh, Dave had plenty of uh, proteges. I'm sure he, he wasn't really doing anything, I think, anymore anyways. So, because I think he was, what, 78? Something like that. I mean, I'm just saying, if it was your job to take over for one of these guys and they said, I want to hire you, I mean, I'm sure you'd jump at it just well, like yeah, I would. obviously. We're not in line, clearly, to do that. But, it, We're not? again, there's no, there's no shortage <laughs> of people that want to jump in to preserve right. the Family Museum, the Disney Archive, you know, that are actually in those jobs already. Right. So. So, hey, I heard you had a busy week. Oh, man, it was exhausting. Like, starting Tuesday night, I had to go to LAX. Oh, That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got to say about stop that. stop right there. got to stop right there. Exactly. Right? It's, it's a nice just, relaxing drive. I know, right? <laughs> you know, just, uh, you know, LAX. So, uh, yeah, starting. So, I started my week with LAX on Tuesday night. And then Wednesday, went to the parks, uh, got some friends from from the Baston area Baston. into the parks and uh well, they were they had, here to like rub in their Super Bowl victory or no actually <laughs> fortunately I even told them I'm like they are not sports fans at all and I'm like I want to thank you for guys for being sports fans because otherwise you would be insufferable Boston sports yeah. fans right now but uh so that was very fortunate but uh they had a great time at the parks got to go on stuff they hadn't been on before and then uh, did you go on rides uh, we went on Pirates and Haunted Mansion. <laughs> the normal rides. <laughs> Did they like want to uh, go we on, went on uh, Guardians. Okay. We went on Guardians. Uh, it was great because of uh, the fact that it was supposed to have been raining so hard on Wednesday, but it didn't really rain that hard on Wednesday. The park, but the parks were empty. It was so fantastic. We basically just, we got, we got fast passes for Guardians, but the fast passes for, were for like 20 minutes from then. Oh, okay. It was like, Oh, we got the fast passes at three ten. Fast passes were for three thirty. So it was like, boom. We were just That's perfect. We just walked around Hollywood uh, back lot for a minute, and then we came back. And Wasn't it, it was raining. It drizzled and heavy sprinkled while we were there. It never really heavily rained all Wednesday while we were at the parks. It was great. It was fantastic. Walked around DCA, went over. They wanted, uh, they had never had Dole Whip before. So we went to uh, Tropical Hideaway. I hadn't been there yet. So uh, it was cool to check out Tropical Hideaway. I got to try the orange. Uh, we had, we got, uh, Rebecca and I got an orange uh, lemon, I mean, orange uh, pineapple swirl. So I got to try the orange. It was really good. I mean, <laughs> I liked it. It sounds the, like it'd be good. I haven't tried that one yet. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Glad to check that out finally. I like it. It's a nice little well, see, since it was, cool, it chill was, area. Yeah, I was going to say, since it was uh, raining and not that many people there, so you really couldn't see what the crowd would actually be like on a regular day. Inside of, yeah, inside yeah. of Tropical Hideaway. Yeah, because yeah, there, <laughs> there was two people sitting down because 
and they were only sitting in the seats underneath kind of that that canopy right because those seats weren't getting wet yeah. so uh otherwise we were able to sit down in one of the seats that didn't get wet and eat our dole whips real fast but uh you know then we went on a mansion and pirates but uh yeah it was pretty cool um we went ate at uh we had dinner at uh we had we had the buffet at uh storytellers oh that was really good was it worth the price for you yes whoa for well <laughs> oh. uh if you want to say that uh cast member 50 percent off oh. <laughs> is worth the price then yes <laughs> then yes it was worth the price otherwise i I could just would golden crowl is just fine with me <laughs> otherwise golden crowl is just fine with me so uh no, it was good. I like it. I mean, if you guys have the money and you want to check it out, I definitely recommend the uh, the buffet at the uh, Storyteller Cafe. Uh, what? I was wondering if, uh, do you have to stay at the hotel to eat at the cafe? No. It was just a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw that on uh, today on, oh, did on, you? on Facebook. People someone. are dumb. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's one of those stupid questions. <laughs> You have to eat, stay at the hotel to eat there. That's crazy. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> Only you. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. I like it. Uh, they have some different selections in there. Some good. They had some good pork and uh, nice desserts. They had cannolis that weren't cannolis. They actually tasted more like uh, Ferrero Rocher's. Oh, ooh. yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good because I like those, but it wasn't a cannoli. Uh, they called it a cannoli. I'm like, this is not a cannoli. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was good. So I recommend that. And then we were going to go back to the park on Thursday, but then it started, it was heavily raining. So instead, we just went to Corner Bakery and had lunch. And then... I like that place. Uh, yes. it's it, I hadn't eaten there in a really long time, but uh, yeah, they're pretty good. I had a pesto chicken sandwich. It was yummy. And uh, since we didn't get to go to the parks, one of our friends had suggested that they had heard that in L.A. at the FIDM, which is the uh, Fashion Institute of Design and Marketing. Is that what it is, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, For those that don't know, that is in Los Angeles, in uh, somewhere in Los Angeles. I was map questing, so it's on Grand in the middle of L.A. on one of those uh, one-way streets. (laughs) And uh, currently they have going on right now the the 27th Annual Art of Motion Picture Costume Design Exhibition, which has several costumes from uh, Academy Award winning, or not winning, Academy Award nominated films for this year's Oscars. Now that makes sense. It is 100% free to get in. You just have to pay for parking. Which sucks down there. Which sucks down there. There is, uh, on the same block, like literally like not even half a block away, there is a flat $10 uh, parking lot that is easily easy to get into, especially on a weekday. There is also uh, there is street parking, but only until 3 p.m. So after that, uh, nope. So uh, I think it's in the same area. Did you see the giant chair down there? I did not see a giant chair, but you're probably a... right. Uh, it is Tuesday through Saturday, so it is closed Sunday and Monday. And it is open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. 
and uh, the re- just so you know that you have plenty of time. It runs from it runs. <laughs> it runs. Sorry, no. Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Yes, it runs <laughs> from February fifth all the way to April twelfth. So you have plenty of time. Plenty like, of times for it runs. Plenty of time for it to ran over there. Like <laughs> I said, so it's it's like I said, it's it's, it's totally free. You just have to figure out the parking on your own, whether depending on whether you want to just pay $10 flat and park super close. Or wake up super early and park or, on the street. Yeah, or wake up super early and get over there by, because you only need probably like an hour and a half for the place. And um, if that, if that even, you definitely only maybe need. Uh, so you were there. Yes. What? costumes did you see which is why this is uh, appropriate for this podcast because i wasn't really i didn't know what i was going to expect there was like so many more costumes than what i thought there was going to be but they had costumes from mary poppins returns which was really cool it was really really neat to see mary poppins dress from the uh the the uh the book sequence when they go into the the bowl and they have the song about the books, and she has that one dress. Yeah. The the pleats at the bottom of her dress are actually just drawing. <laughs> A lot of the detail on that dress is actually just drawn on. Whoa. And then even, um, even uh, what's his name? Puerto Rican Bert. What's his name? Lin-Manuel Miranda. No, what's the character's name? Oh, who knows? I forget his name. His tie is just like paper. His tie oh, is just okay. colored paper, but and yeah, a lot of the details on that those costumes from that sequence are just drawn on. They're not like full like on like a dress with like a bunch of layers. The layers are just drawn on to make it look that way. It's it was really really neat and a lot of detail on those. Uh, and just in person, the the really dark blue costume that she shows up in, and then the burgundy one. They had both of those just in person the colors on them are so striking and they're such beautiful costumes in person that uh you know it's just i I can't do justice to how beautiful those costumes for mary bobbins are in person wow but uh who else they had uh black panther oh costumes from uh all of the main characters from black panther that's cool they had uh which were really really cool to look at in person to look at the details on like the shoes or the sandals and different details like on the on the chest pieces and stuff that they have it was just so neat and like the you know beads and stuff it's really really neat uh they had the uh <laughs> it's kind of striking to go from Mary Poppins and that to the costumes from Infinity War which are <laughs> drab and blah and black and boring and you know like <laughs> you'd say yeah be well because they had they had black widow's costume they had uh cap's costume and they had uh i think thor's costume and they were all just black oh and they had black panther's costume which is of course black also black <laughs> so uh the only one that they had did have that was kind of colorful was they had scarlet witch's costume which of course she has that kind of burgundy jacket which is really cool looking but uh, those so those were kind of boring. Of course, then you go from those to Solo, <laughs> Atlando, and it was his yellow, his yellow, his yellow uh, accented outfit with the with the cape and everything, and it just looks so 
the colors on that, of course, were so amazing and really cool to look at. They had the Emphis Nest costume with the helmet and everything and the staff. That looks so cool and neat looking. All the details on that, too, look really great in person. Uh, they also had um, Thandie Newton's character, the woman, the, the, the one that dies on the train. I forget her name, her character's name, damn it. They had her costume look really cool, and then, of course, Han's costume. Red shirt it. number four. Yes. <laughs> um, then they had Han's costume, and that looked really cool, and then the, the bad guy's costume was all the way in the back and just very black. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, so those things and many others. Uh, yes. Let me just uh, consult my pictures just to make sure that that was all, I, that was all the, the Mary Poppins ones. Uh, I will be using at least one photo from this for uh, the episode photo, obviously. Uh, just some other ones that they had, without really going into detail. Uh, they had costumes from... Uh, they had Aquaman. Mm, they had cool. costumes from uh, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. Did you did the Aquaman costume look like somebody had worn it? Like, could worn it? Or did it look like... Uh, it looked like Jason Momoa could wear it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> None of us would wear it, that's for sure. That's funny. I mean, it looks... It's, seeing the movie, it looked like a lot of the costume stuff could have been CGI, and that they maybe put him in the costume like once or twice for photos. Well, the orange costume, for sure, they had at least... There's the, it's the orange costume, and uh, there's a, so there's at least one what you would call the hero costume when they're probably just having him just stand there. Right. Like when he first, you've seen the movie, right? Yeah. When he first appears out of the waterfall and he's wearing the costume, right. this would probably be the one he was wearing. And you hear that music. Dun, 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 sure. Dun, yes. No, not that music. Uh, just, uh, also, some other movies, like I said, uh, they had all of the uh, the Met Gala gowns from Ocean's 8. If anybody's seen that movie and they yeah. know that scene, all of the Met Gala gowns they were wearing, those were so detailed and beautiful and you could tell very expensive uh they had some costumes from crazy rich asians they had costumes which is from, actually kind of cool because they had some really cool yeah they had some really nice uh they had uh, i think uh, michelle Yeoh's uh white suit mm-hmm. they had costumes from uh the favorite which were really cool and detailed Gosh, that's, is that the um that's the one with the three women Writes about Queen the Anne Queen. of France, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And one uh, of the only ones I didn't Mary see Queen of year. Scots, they had costumes that from that. Actually, I, I heard a, re- a quick review on the Queen of Scots that was they wanted the, the woman, a friend of Elizabeth, wanted to go see Mary Poppins. Her friend said, No, I'm not seeing that. We have to see this other movie. And she like covered her eyes most of the film because it was so bloody. Oh, wow. The Queen of Scots. Well, it was a bloody time. <laughs> That's uh, they had a couple costumes from First Man, the one about... Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Just because it's from one the about, 60s. Yeah. yeah, the one about Neil Armstrong. Uh, particularly his... Uh, actually, only, I, oh, I didn't even take a picture of they it. They did but, not paint the greatest picture of Neil Armstrong in that movie. Uh, but the one other thing that I, was really, really cool was they had costumes from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, including his uh, one costume from the party where he's wearing the, the, uh, the crown... Oh, another one they had was all the costumes from uh, House with the Clocks and its Walls. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things. If you guys are into costumes or uh, movies or uh, things to go do in L.A. for free where you just have to pay for parking, 
Go check it out. Like I said, it runs until April 12th. April 12th. So you got plenty of time to go see it. Now, once again, that's at the FIDM in Los Angeles. Coolness. So, yeah, costumes. <laughs> well, I, I went to the parks on uh, on this past Saturday. Did you? Yeah, I did. And uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was kind of crowded, too. It wasn't that bad. But anyway, when I got to the parks, of course, I, you know, park in Toy Story, head over on the bus. And when I got there, I saw that the new security tents are done. They're finished and everything. And I, I saw your picture. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, because when I was there on Wednesday, they were there and it was raining. It was sprinkling. And they had the uh, the plywood right. that they still had on the, the roof as the roofs. Right. Is that the actual roof? Is Or is it, was that a temporary roof on it while they were working on the canopy. I think that's just a temporary Okay, yeah, cuz for safety. You, when you go under there there was plywood over top yeah, of your head. Yeah. And the plywood is just dripping in between uh, the soaking. in between the boards of plywood. There's just dripping in between. Right. And I'm like this doesn't help. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it, there were still walls and stuff and plywood on Wednesday and then you <laughs> you you showed me the picture. I'm like, "Well, why can they have had that open on Wednesday when I was there so I could have Busted the new, the news. <laughs> so yeah, they uh, opened it actually Friday. I think Friday's when uh, it was all ready to go. Right. But I wasn't there till uh, Saturday. But uh, they uh, did uh, add uh, more uh, metal detectors, more screening areas. Uh, but they're not all open. Of course not. I mean, that I mean, would make sense. You know, people are, oh, well, it's not, oh, I, I went there and it wasn't all open. I go, well, that wasn't the, the main thing of the post. The post was the tents are done. That was the main part of the post. Yeah, it's just, I find it really annoying that they, I mean, I am glad that the, the, the structures look a little bit better than what I was thinking because the, when they first started going up, we started seeing pictures. I'm thinking, well, shit, these are just going to look the same as those ones that were over on the west side by the hotels before they tore them down because, you know, Right. reasons uh but they uh they're a little bit better structure wise there's still nothing like as good as what universal has uh there's still yet again they've been given yet another chance but they still refuse to get uh get um x-ray machines because if you if you could at least i mean you know you started out with minimal number of uh you know, uh, metal. regular metal detectors. You know, you could at least move up and get you know maybe four, three or four uh, X-ray machines, so that way people with bags say people with bags go through these aisles with the metal with the metal de- with the X-ray machines. People without just go through the ones with the metal detectors. Get everybody moving through faster, faster. You don't need to have bag check anymore. But that's too smart for them. I guess they figure. Oh, we don't need to do that. Let's just redesign and the same shit that we're already doing and just make it look slightly nicer. You it's pointless this... as I wanted to say bad words. It's pointless as F. That's all I got to say because all they did was basically make what they were already doing look slightly better. You could just say that's pointless AF. That too. It's pointless as a as AF. <laughs> can't pointless say it. AF. See, I can't even say it. It's pointless AF because I mean what they had before had been there since two thousand one. Or end of two thousand one, and uh, so eighteen years of the same basically crappy setup with 
temporary tents and sandbags holding them down (laughs) and shit. Does this appear to be more permanent? Well, it is more permanent. It's it's more permanent looking than, like I said, the ones that they had built on the west side. Well, yeah, but the west side ones are not meant to be permanent because well, it's, no, they weren't because but they lo- they were more to... permanent than just the the canopies that they previously had right. on the west side and that they had on the east side. But now this is slightly more permanent than what they had over there. But is it? I mean, but is it in the ground? I mean, is it is it attached to the ground or is Who it knows? still just like? freestanding buildings that are just standing there as if they think that someday they can take them away. I just... Well, it wouldn't take much to anchor tents like that into the ground. I mean, they'd have to go in maybe, what, an inch or two? But the point is is that they haven't really improved anything. If they've improved anything, it's just the fact that if they have added more metal detectors... I mean, can you verify they have added... They have added... Is there more metal detectors on that side than before? They, uh... When you walk up there, basically, there's like a whole row. There's a whole row of metal detectors, a whole row of like tables. If everything was open, how many stations? I can't tell you right now. So in other words, are you saying there's a lot? So you're saying that now there's one metal detector per table, rather than two tables, two or three tables feeding one metal detector like before. All right, there's there is uh, basically two metal detectors per. A uh, little entry point. It's kind of hard to explain, but uh, that's kind of what it, what it was already. When you go into the tent, you right. have just say you you have there's two poles. Okay, so every section is every you know the two poles are one section. Right. So there's two stations per, you know. I mean, I think this is a good thing to ask people to ride in and say, "What do you think of it? Do you park in Toy Story? Do you enter through this? Let us know what you think." Well, I mean, we'd Toy like Star- to hear people. Well, I mean, opinions. you know, I mean, yeah. When the new structure opens later this year, it'll be the same kind of thing. Do you like the system the way they've designed it? Well, yeah, because when the when the when the other part of the structure is finished, they're going to have to redo how they do everything, anyways. Because all the security is going to get redone. Because I don't know if they're going to keep security there underneath uh, level one. I don't know. I don't think it'll be under level one. It'll probably be because it's going to feed from two sides. Right. So, so it probably, can't be. They're probably know. going to feed you down. The escalators are going to lead down and do a thing where you do a zigzag, a queue, and then those queues feed the security tents. Probably what they originally planned to do at the uh, Eastern Gateway. Yeah. Something similar. But yeah. uh, no, I mean, it's sure, it's a nicer looking structure, I'm sure. Does it look nicer? Yeah. I mean, anything looks nicer than some yeah. just some canopies with sandbags, but I mean, it's just. It's not gonna help. It doesn't help. It looks better. It doesn't. That doesn't help. Nobody cares. Nobody gave the only a, thing that helps nobody is gave, more staff. Nobody gave a rat's ass about what it looked like. Really, it's whether it causes people to go through them faster, and nothing's gonna make them go through people go through faster unless you have X-ray machines. Well, so and, well, either that these this, generally more staff, whether, and better training. I mean, if there's a if there's a couple more. Metal detectors, it's not going to matter if they don't have the staffing for it, if they're not going to open them, or if they're going to continue to have like six people at one. Uh, there, I wanted to cuss again <laughs> because it gets me all riled up. No, if they're they going to have six people at one when they could take a couple of those, and I don't know why they feel like they have to have so many people. And then if they don't have to, if they, if they have extra machines, they wouldn't have to have wasting people as 
bag checkers, but you know, whatever. Just go on. It's just it's. Well, the other the other thing that we're not mentioning too is that they don't make sure that these X ray machine or the the walk through machines, the metal detectors that are they're calibrated correctly. Uh, I've it's it's inconsistent. I have one belt that I always try to wear if I know I'm going to the park because it won't set off the machines, and yet every once in a while it does. And then what do they do? They have me go back and walk through a second time, which says to me that they know that it's not calibrated correctly and that they can tell by like the look on your face whether you should go back a second time, whether you're genuinely surprised you've set it off. Well, I mean, it's funny <laughs> you say that because the belt that I usually wear, which is the same belt that almost got me into a fight with a guy with a with a security <laughs> guy that one time and almost and he tried he threatened to have me escorted away if I didn't show him the backside of my belt, that belt that caused all that problems did not go off any of the four times I went through security on Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. It didn't go through security at at the uh, at the at the east the new east check or at the at the east checkpoint. It didn't go off on security twice going into Grand Californian from downtown Disney. It didn't go off. Uh, Oh, I guess it wouldn't go off going in because the, yeah. you don't go in. But it didn't go off when I came back out of Grand California. So I guess it just didn't go off twice. But still, that's twice that it didn't it's go off. So it's like it's super inconsistent because yeah. it's like, what's the point? What is even the point of it? The the calibration of the machines is one thing, but I think that almost as important, if not more important, is the instruction from management to the front of line security guards. And I say this because. I don't think they know even what they're looking for. Uh, oh, they don't. And I'll give you an example. We were in um, Las Vegas last week. It was Elizabeth's birthday. We went for a couple days, and we saw the Michael Jackson 1 um, Cirque de Soleil show. And they have you go through a almost identical security checkpoint. You take everything out of your pockets. They check the bag. They, you know, you go in. You have to flip the, the belt buckle. I mean, it was all the same. The difference is that they do a quick glance in the bag they move around the the little stick, and she said, is that all? She goes, yep. And I went and asked the guy. I said, you know, I was just curious why the quick check and not, like, taking out all you know, every item and having them unzip every tiny little thing. And he says, because we're looking for weapons. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not looking for whatever you could have hidden in your little thing. I'm, we're looking for weapons. See, they know exactly what they're doing. That's because they're because it's in Las Vegas. And it's, somebody's, it's somebody's job to make sure that they're not wasting time and effort and keeping people from the show. <laughs> As opposed to Disney, which... They have no consideration for anyone's which, time at all. When we went through the Eastern Checkpoint... They now, mind you, she was carrying an incredibly small bag, not a backpack, not a big old backpack or anything. A she had tiny one bag. tiny bag that had one zipper in it, and then inside of her bag, she has a purse that has another zipper. They made her open up that zipper to get into the little flat purse like bag, a, like a wristlet or something. Yeah. And then they made her open the tiny little zipper about this big in the back of her purse yeah. that has a pocket about this big, about like a four by four pocket, maybe not even that three by three pocket, and had her open that to see what was in there. Because just, because if you're sneaking something in, 
that's that small, you couldn't just put it in your pocket. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like there's no logic involved in the process. And nope. they're, I, I, th- I really think they're just trying to bust people coming in with weed. And it's silly because, one, it's legal in the state. Number Let's not even get there. But no, but number two is is if somebody really wants to bring that in, they're, they should be smart enough just to. Well, if people really want to bring it in, A, they're doing it anyways, and it's stupid. It's a waste of resources for them to even be more worried about that than they are weapons. Well, so all they can do is deny you entry. They can't. It's not like anybody's getting arrested at this point. I mean, if they're yeah. looking for that, they could at least say that that's what they're looking for. And otherwise, because with the way the metal detector is not going off for my belt buckle, I could easily put some sort of smoking device in my pocket and probably walk right through rather than risk it being caught in a bag. The other so, thing, I have a metal rod in my leg, my right, right leg and my thigh, and they, not every time, but sometimes they get to that and it's just, you know, ding, 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 you know, the beep, beep, beep goes off. And like, is, that me, you, is that a metal no, rod? Is that a metal rod in your leg? Sure or are you, you don't happy have, to see me? Are you sure you don't have anything in your pocket, sir? And I said, oh, I have a metal rod in my leg. And as soon as I say that, they just give up, like as if I couldn't still have something in my pocket. Right? They don't tap or like double check. You know? No, it's we, just, I mean, it's we'll just, to, to put an ending to this conversation, we've had this discussion too many times. Too many times. Even so many times before Tim was even here that. Security is like a regular discussion on this <laughs> podcast. Hey, for a while it wasn't. <laughs> true. But, uh, and it's been well established that they don't know what they're looking for. They don't know what they're doing. They don't care. It's more of just going through the motions, and it's all just for a sense of security. Right. It used to be. But the, the problem is, is that for being such a sense of security, it really is the hugest inconvenience to everybody involved that if they would make it, if they would just have followed, instead of spending all this money on useless, crappy uh, security checkpoints, if they would have just followed Universal's uh, example from the beginning and built a permanent checkpoint with X-ray machines, that they wouldn't have wasted so much money and that they would have already have nice checkpoints there and actually be doing something and showing that they're preventing against thing rather than just going through the motions of showing security and just trying to make few people feel better when they're really not. They're just inconveniencing everybody. You, and you that's all it. that really needs to be said about it. And that's all they're going to continue to continue to doing. And they, in this new remodeled checkpoint proves that that's all they're interested in doing. So you keep I mean, that's all universal, but they've had metal detectors at Disneyland Paris since before Universal even got them. Well, no, but Universal has a really nice bank of metal oh. detectors, and theirs has been built since you know before while Disney still had just the per the no, I mean temporary the ones, the X-ray machines. They've had at Paris too, and it works really good there. You throw your well, bag on, it goes through the machine, and if something, they'll only open it if something like stands well, out. That's and Paris. That Europe has terrorism. Yeah. Uh, you know, Disney, in, from my point of view, Disney's always had this illusion of security. You know, you could always come in limping with a shotgun down your leg and no Man. one would ever know, right? Now I think they just have the confusion, not illusion, but confusion of security. Because they true. don't know even what they're looking for. And if, if you really, truly wanted to get something passed, I mean, 
Well, that's what I said. They're not. You can, you can just not go hurt. in a wheelchair, tell them you can't get out of it, and then get wheeled past the thing, and then they would just wand you down in a way that the, right. the machine, that your chair's going to set it off. Right, that's what I mean. <laughs> they're just. They're not preventing anything. They're not illusoring anything. They're just annoying people. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. Hey, do you know what's secure now? What? The electrical room for World of Color. It's all secure, and um, World of Color is coming back. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, we did get uh, some word while we were on our little... Uh, or wait, did we announce it last time that it was coming back? Or no, we found that right after. Right. Uh, that, uh, well, the f- our first indications were uh, some packages went on sale. Yes. Yeah, so Not none of our packages. But. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So yeah, World of Color dining packages went on sale uh earlier than 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 they were supposed to. They were supposed to go on sale on the eleventh and they end up going on sale on the eighth or something like that, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so the yes. di- the dining packages for uh, for like Carte Circle and um there was another one, I forgot what it was. And then the dessert dining went on sale and they had the dates of February 22nd. So it was supposed to go or come back for a soft opening for the week of the 22nd through the 28th of having the debut returning on officially on the 1st. Correct. Now, now Disney screwed up because they're Disney or whoever decided to say, hey, let's release these things. And... um now it's not coming back on the 22nd. It's actually coming back on the 23rd. And people who made their reservations for the 22nd, well, they got emails saying, sorry. You've been basic. refunded. <laughs> well, there's no refund because you just made a reservation. You don't oh. get charged till you go, right? So anyway, they uh, that's dirty because you know they're expected to be the first ones, quote-unquote, to see the return. And now they don't get a dining package and um, they have to uh, – do it all over again. Well, all I'll say is, oh well, because uh, that's a soft opening is exactly it—a soft opening which guarantees nothing until March first. So anything between with the day that they said and March first, especially since the dining packages went on sale early before they even announced it. Uh, anytime you go and start signing up for something that hasn't been announced, you risk possible failure. So anybody that signed up and didn't get into that one on the 22nd, oh, well, that's too bad. You should have just waited until they were actually official. But, uh, hey, oh, well, that happens. Uh, I can guarantee you that if you sign up anytime after March 1st, <laughs> that you should be fine because those are official dates. So, uh, sorry. Now, I don't uh, – Disney hasn't announced it yet, right? Uh has to have they? No, not Disney hasn't announced it, but as far as to cast members, it was announced. Well, yeah, I yeah. know it was announced to cast members. But uh, the dining packages went on sale uh, early, as you say, before it was announced to cast members, and then it was announced to cast members, and it was that it was the that the next day is when they were supposed to go on. They announced it; they were going to go on sale. But of course, they were like, "Oh, it's already on sale." Yeah, but somebody we haven't up. had a, a, a word from Disney saying, you know. No. But I know that Disney has, in a way, officially announced it's coming back to press because it's been in the press, you know, like ABC and right. NBC and all that, and the OC Register. So they've been talking to the press about it. And that's kind of the official announcement, but it hasn't been like Disneyland Today saying, "Hey, it's coming back on the first or anything like that. But yeah, once again, um, <laughs> dirty for Disney to do something early, and um, 
Oh, well, like you said, because I didn't get a reservation for that. So anyway, uh, expect watercolor to start on the 23rd on the Saturday. Maybe. Maybe, because it's not guaranteed. And uh, Soft openings. <laughs> they could... They could say it's going to come back on 23rd. It may not. It could come back on 24th. It may not. We can say 25th. May not. 26th. May not. 27th. May not. 28th. May not. March 1st. It should be back. What about in May? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if it's not, if nobody leaves the hatch open. <laughs> so, in lieu of the pass holder events that they've taken away from us, now they're doing the. Uh, the Valentine's event, and they're doing Disney the, After Dark. What's the other one? The '90s event. Yeah, it's coming. Previously, up. they did Star Wars, Wars. and uh, another one. Uh, nonetheless, the newest Dapper one is Day. Throwback yeah. Heroes event, right? Marvel Heroes. Uh, it's Disney After Disney After Dark Heroes Assemble. Okay, so that's the newest thing they're selling tickets so for. That, that so that means that you have to put things together because I don't like putting things together. No. Put anything together. Some assembly required. <laughs> it's like short circuit. See, that's weird. I know I posted that one too, but I don't see it anywhere. Oh, we know more like batteries not included. Oh, yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah. But you, you know, we, at Christmas time you get a new bike and you have to put it together. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, if what's your different? dad didn't put your bike together, bro? You had a bad childhood. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> now, yeah. uh, what's different about this one uh, compared to the past ones is that they are going with two dates right off the bat. I wonder why. Uh, probably because they thought maybe it would be as popular as Star Wars was last year, where in which they had to add a date for the Star Wars one. I think they're which, probably wrong. Which then did not sell out, of course. But uh, I think that they were there are anticipating the Marvel one being very uh, popular, so they uh, immediately started off with two dates on that one. Uh, what were the dates? Since it, I apparently do not have the article. I think they're just wrong. They're doing too many of these things. It's uh, April 30th and May 1st. Well, I think what they're doing uh, as far as uh, having so many is uh, it's giving everybody a chance to go to different ones. You know, like both of the other ones have sold out or all of them have sold out so far, except for maybe the second Star Wars one last year. But uh, the val- did the Valentine's sell out? Yeah, the Valentine's sold out. The yeah. 90s Brit- one sold Brittany, out. Brittany went to the Valentine's one with her boyfriend and said that they stood in line like two hours for uh, to get character pictures. And they well, still yeah, didn't, duh. They still didn't get everything. Well, duh. That's a, most people stood in line for two hours to get character pictures at, at uh, free AP uh, parties. So that's the, free. Uh, you can't complain when it's free. Well, you know, of course not. But that's why. But if why you're going to spend $105, then you should, you should at least not stand in line for character pictures for two hours. No, what I'm saying is that they should at least put put by the Disney should put forth a better effort. No, to if you're going to spend $100 for something, you should manage your time better because you know how much money you spent. Yeah, but they didn't take the... She said that it went to 1 a.m., but they didn't bring the characters out until 9 p.m., even though they uh, let them in at, like, 4. And but that the they, party started at 9. Yeah, the party started at 9. If that's only four hours. Well, exactly. If, if you've that's got what four you're character for. locations, well, and each one takes two hours, then how are you supposed to get characters? Okay. That's how it goes. That's, that's how, how they have it is. I don't do character photos. I don't but, either. That's well, why. But a lot of people do. Well, then that's the risk they take by going. They pay a lot of money just to get photographs. I don't agree. But you can't say, "Oh, they didn't bring them out to to nine o'clock and the thing started at yeah, three. Yeah, you can't. You can't complain about it at three. When you knew that that's what you're paying but for. They, they let them in at four, and they they kicked everybody else out starting at seven, so that there was like a this big window where they could have had. I mean, all they have to do is start. 
the event for just no, the characters. No, but they can't do stuff. anything as long as there's still other people in the park. Sure they can. They just don't allow anybody else in the line unless you have the wristband. Yeah. Or unless you have the placard or whatever it is. The thing is, is once thing the is, party is that you, starts, that's you know what you're paying for. Out. You know what you're paying for. Anybody that pays for it and wants to complain about it, just don't go again. But you knew what you're paying for. That's how it is. The characters come out when the thing starts. They're not going to come out before that. There's no reason to. I mean, if you want to spend all your money and go stand in line for character things, that's on you. Or you can manage your time better and go on rides or just go get uh, one, maybe one photo op or something. And if you can, if not, then don't do photo ops. Just go on rides I mean, what else and get they, merchandise. Here's the question. What else are they offering? I mean, most of these people are pass holders. If they want to go on rides, they can just go any old day and ride rides. So what's what else is being offered? Maybe a little specialty food, uh, specialty photo ops. What else? In the park without – most people that go to these parties want to be in the park where there's less people. I would think that that's mostly what people are paying for. Well, they're going to have some epic entertainment, including a rock rock and dance party, of course. Yeah, probably with Star oh, Wars. Well, yeah, I was going to say, we didn't <laughs> mention that this party is at California Adventure. Yeah, oh, yes. No, <laughs> we, we buried the lead on that one. Yeah. This is the first the first of the Disney... Not AP parties. No, this is the first of the Disney After Dark parties to be at DCA. Uh, there was actually only one AP party that was at DCA. Which was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was the first one I went to. Also, you can have encounters with, uh, of course, the super superheroes. There's going to be a park-wide scavenger hunt to find hidden artifacts helping uh, to save mankind. All right, so, of course, we talked about the photo ops and um, food, different food, and, of course, uh, merchandise. It says uh, fun surprises to celebrate 80 years of comic art. And, of course, you're going to get unlimited downloads for uh, new Disney Photo Pass. Uh, tickets are on sale now for annual pass holders. The tickets are $109 each. Up by 4 bucks, right? Well, last time it was $99. Oh. Uh, you'll have access to select attractions in Disney California Adventure Park. Uh, of course, we just talked about Guard- Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, if you guys have been to these uh, events, you guys know what to expect. Uh, tickets are uh, go on sale for the public on February twenty first. AP tickets are on sale now, so it's it's one hundred and nine dollars for four hours. Technically, you get eight hours if you want to show up early just to be in the for park. the mix in. Yes, right. But how? But a regular ticket is around the same price depending on when what day you go, and you get like sixteen hours. Yes. It's a hard decision. Not really. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's so the event starts at 9 o'clock and goes to 1 in the morning for each day. Once again, I think about 50% of what you pay for with these parties is the small crowd. Right? I mean, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think that's about 50, maybe more than 50% of what you pay for, what you're paying for, is that it's a private party. Especially when half the people are in line for character photos for two hours. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially. I mean, if you want to, if you if it's worth it to you to pay the same, almost as basically the same amount as a as a regular park admission ticket to be able to do uh, probably all the rides at DCA. I mean, are all the rides going to be open? Is the whole park it's open? A select attractions. So okay, so I mean, know. you know, you know, Guardians is going to be open. Right. Right. Because that, of, that's mentioned because it's Marvel. Uh, I mean, but do we know uh, is Pixar Pier going to be open? Is the Credit Coaster going to be open? Soren, 
racers, you know, the cool some of the cool rides. Most likely. I mean, it just it depends on what's open. I guess my point earlier is that when Disney has the opportunity for a really small amount of money uh, to increase the experience drastically for everyone there, um, let's say that, you know, four hours of of a character costs them 60 bucks plus maybe an assistant. So it's $120 for four hours. So if they added five characters, it's going to cost oh, 500 bucks basically for them to add. And then they're selling tickets for a hundred, you know, it's basically one care, one, one ticket sold per character that they add. They're covering their costs. And then that line gets spread out between a lot more people. Same thing goes for any little experience. It takes one or two cast members to man it. Maybe they make some buttons, cost them three, four hundred bucks. It's just, it's uh, it's sad to see them cheap out on stuff. That's all. I it's know. true. But if you guys are interested in throwing away your money and going to that, uh, is <laughs> tickets are. What'd you say? When do regular tickets go 20, on sale? On the twenty first. Okay, so uh, are those also one oh nine. Oh, so the day this podcast will probably come out. Tickets will be already on sale for both APs and the general public. Tickets will already be on sale when you hear this, most likely. They're also 109 for GP? Yes, because there is no discount for APs because they are cheap. And uh, so if you guys want to go, do it. Uh, if anybody goes and we get close enough, we'll be reminding you about it. And we'll want to hear all about it, just like anybody who might be going to the 90s night in next month. Hey, I'll be telling you about it because I'm going to both. Yeah, so... Uh, both? Yes. Yeah, so check it out. You want to know what uh, I'll be trying to check out this summer what? that's not going to cost extra money? Yes, what's the matter? <laughs> what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you is that there's going to be a Lion King celebration, the likes of which Disney has not seen since the mid-90s. <laughs> I know how. Huh? Since the Lion King parade? Yeah, what? Yeah, since the Lion King parade in 1994. Four. That we will have be having a Lion King celebration at California Adventure. Because nothing says Lion King than California Adventure. Yes, because nothing says Lion King to obviously to uh in honor of the live action uh John Favreau Lion King movie that will be coming out this summer. And in honor of taking crowds out of Disneyland because of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. They will be having a Lion King celebration at California Adventure that will uh, assume take place. Uh, is it going to be? A, is there going to be a parade, or is it just going to be like stuff going on all over? Or what's going? What's going to be happening with that? Uh, we got to stay tuned for the Disney Park blog to tell us more details. About so they, we just know it's happening. Yeah, we just know it's happening, and um, they're going to be celebrating, like you said, with song and dance, inviting everyone to join in. Song and dance, man. It says the fun continues with music, colorful crafts, activities, and more, honoring the spirit of Africa. I like that song. So, I don't know. I mean, so I don't know. Usually, you know, they just say, hey, this is going on. They give you a little teaser, and then they want to wait for more information. There's 100,000 things I'd never do. I bless the rains down in Africa. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Something to do over at DCA when you don't want to be at Disneyland waiting five hours to get into 
Galaxy's Edge. And then you don't get in and get denied. And then you don't get in. <laughs> kind of like going to a club in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> or I almost had that happen. I, you know what? I talked about going to the convention, and then I didn't actually like talk about the convention itself. Somehow or another, we got to... You got detoured. Somehow or another, I got to Friday and then got detoured. Uh, so we're going to back it up real beep, fast. Back beep, it up, back it in, let beep, us beep, in. Beep, beep, beep. And we're going to back it all the way up to the beginning of the podcast, what I was talking about, things we were doing, because somehow we got to FIDM, and then after that we just completely forgot that I was talking about what I had done. We, we didn't forget. You oh, did. Okay, but I mean, we segued into the next thing. But uh, So yeah, after FIDM, obviously went on to the convention, which was Gallifrey One, which is the Doctor Who convention that is annually held at the LAX Marriott. Now, you may ask what the hell does a Doctor Who convention have to do with a Disney Star Wars podcast. Well, no, I'm going to tell you right now because Tim thinks there's nothing at all be, I mean, just nothing. that I could talk about that happened at this that this Doctor Who convention that would have any bearing on Disney. Bring it on, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I got you right here <laughs> Ooh, because <bacon>. there <laughs> was a number one. There was a Babylon Five reunion panel that happened at the at the at the convention again, not Disney. <laughs> In which one of the cast members that was from, well, first of all, from the Babylon 5 group, I got to uh, shake Walter Koenig's hand. Well, that's fantastic. So uh, I got to meet Chekhov. Have you watched it? From Star Wars. Since? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, see, that was a mix-up right there because you're too busy talking about things. I'll wash your hand. Whoa. No, yes. Chekhov from Star Trek, I got to meet him because, yes, he did appear on Babylon 5. But more importantly, the main reason why I got in that line, which I almost didn't get into because another line get was uh, late starting, was I got in that light to meet Bruce Boxleitner. Yeah. Which, in case you didn't, if you watched Babylon 5, you would know that he became president or something in season two. But I care not about Babylon 5. I cared about Bruce Boxleitner because he was... Tron! Yeah! Yes. So we've got one degree of Tron was at at the uh, Doctor Who convention, and I got to meet him, and it was awesome. I got him to sign an identity disc for yeah. Rensler from mm. Tron Legacy, because, of course, Tron ended up, Rensler ended up being Tron, so I had him sign that, and it was really awesome meeting him. Disney... Connection at Doctor Who convention number one. Okay. Now, <laughs> Disney connection at Doctor Who convention number two was Catherine Tate, who in Doctor Who played Donna Noble. For those of you that may have may watch Doctor Who, uh, those of you that may have watched the uh, the series The Office might know her as the uh, the 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 British sounding person lady who was on the seasons after Michael left. Who worked down at the Pensacola office? Not the mail guy. Not the mail guy. Uh, she worked down at the Pensacola office, and she's the one that was training uh, Dwight and them when they went down to Pensacola. If you remember those episodes, but more importantly to me, more recently on Ducktales, she is the new Magica Dispel, the voice oh. of the new Magica Dispel on the new Ducktales. So yes, <laughs> so I had her. Despite it not, it be not being her Magicka Dispel, despite it being June Foray's Magicka Dispel, I still had her sign my back. original, uh, my classic DuckTales uh, Magicka Dispel pop. Cool. 
So, yes. Why didn't you ever sign the new pop? Because there is no new pop. Oh, there is no. What no, a burn from Funko, huh? There is there is no uh, merchandise for the new Magica yet. Uh, I believe there is going to be a Magica new Magica figure though when coming out with the Fat Mojo uh, series two figures, but uh, that'll have to. That's uh, <laughs> way too early for that. So uh, yes, it is possible to go to a Doctor Who convention and have there totally be a Disney connection. So, I only smelled two degrees so of there. separation. Hey, that was enough, for, and that's all that is being talked about about the convention because okay. that is all that has to do with Disney. Although. If you are a fan of the TV show Arrow, I did meet the guy who played Malcolm Merlin, John Barrowman, who was also Captain Jack Hartness on Torchwood and Doctor Who. Mm. So, Captain Jack's uh, not the one from no Disney. No. Hey, don't forget uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck. Yes, who was also a Doctor Who. He was not there, unfortunately. But he had the connection. But yes. Scrooge McDuck himself was a Doctor Who. There you go. There's so, three. <laughs> there's three, sort of, yes. So, Do you like the new lady Doctor Who? Yes, I do. Cool. Well, that's it. I just had to back up and uh, talk about my, my Disney-related uh, people that I got to meet. It was really cool. And he hasn't washed his hands since. Uh, <laughs> no, I had to because, you know, eating and stuff. You know, the trick is to use your left hand to shake with and then you can use your right hand for everything else and just wash that one. I just made that up right now. But I mean, do it seems other, like it might work for you. I do other things with my left hand. Oh, okay, <laughs> so moving on. Uh, hey, last uh, last time we we talked about uh, the new Dole Whips over at the Disneyland Hotel at the, the Tangaroa Terrace. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, and uh, I, I may have uh, mentioned how uh, they messed up and that the Dole Whips at the uh, Tangaroa Terrace at the hotel were $2 cheaper than the ones inside the park. That makes sense. Not at all, but yeah, while the ones inside the park were $5, the ones in, at the Tang Rotors were 3 something. But uh, now they discovered their mistake, and they have since rectified it and put up a new sign, and the, the prices at the Tang Rotors now match those inside the park. It's so, probably that they so didn't kudos. know how much the ones inside the park cost, and someone just made it up. So, like, oh, so, last time I was in there, they were $3.72. Yeah, was so, 10 years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so kudos to anybody who got over to the hotel and bought, uh, you know, Gold Whips from the Tangaroa Terrace while the prices were still uh, fairly reasonable. Right. Uh, the only thing that I think didn't go up that much was the uh, the the rum. That one was like 10 bucks. That one was 10 it? I think. Is there a rum up. version? Yeah, yeah, there has been for a while. So let me. Let, let's I back. think that one only went up a dollar. I think that one is eleven dollars. So let's back up real quick. We we're talking about over at the hotel. Yeah, they I, had, I went on Saturday. No, but I'm talking about in, at at the hotel, not the the actual hotel. Yeah, over there by uh, Steakhouse Fifty Five, they had that little area where you buy the coffee and and you can buy the dough whips there. Yeah, with, they go outside. There's two kitchen. locations. Well, that one's closed. Yeah, so, that's where they used to sell the alcoholic Dole Whip. Right. Uh, they started selling that probably about a year and a half, two years ago, I think it was. It was well after Florida had first started selling their yeah. alcoholic Dole Whip. I just want to let people know that that era is closed yeah. now since this opened up and they're right. selling Dole Whips. And, uh, yeah, so they're not selling the alcoholic Dole Whip at both places. It is now moved from the place over by It is about Goofy's 25 kitchen. yards difference, though. Yeah, but no, I mean, now it's in more of a permanent spot rather than it just being sold out of a coffee stand right. 
It's being now sold at the Tango Row Terrace along with coffee. So I was there Saturday. It was my friend's Mark's birthday. He said, "I'm you know him and his couple friends that they live with. They were gonna get get there real early and grab some tables at like you know noon." So we arrived at one without messaging or checking his event page. Uh, apparently the place was completely full when they arrived at noon, which is weird because they open at 11, right? <laughs> the place was completely packed and they decided to go check ballast point, which had like a two hour wait. Then they came back and it was even more busy. So he wasn't there when we arrived. Uh, we probably could have grabbed a small table, but he had like a bunch of people coming. Um, and, uh, Ended up that I discovered the Dole Whip, which also had a massive line, and I didn't get to get one. Um, <laughs> I guess it's okay. I want to try the orange Dole Whip anyway. It's like on my list. It was yummy. I bet. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I couldn't believe how fast the thing filled up. And I think that's probably the reason that they redesigned it the way it was, is so that they could increase their capacity. I mean, they even have tables like all the way around the corner. What are you um, talking about? The Tangaro Terrace. Oh, right. They've got, I mean, probably a third more tables than they had at least. Right, so you went over there, there, right? Yeah. So they have that whole uh, that whole bar thing that goes all along the pool then now is open then too, right? Right. Okay. Well, what? the pool thing is under construction, the like fancy part of it with the monorails and stuff. But yeah, they've... Re- they they put in a new outdoor bar. That's what I'm talking of. about. The whole thing that extends from Tangaro Terrace all the way down uh, in front of uh, adjacent to where Whitewater Snacks is, right. and down the whole length of the pool. That's all open now. Then well, Whitewater Snacks is is the Grand Californian. Yeah, that's where we're talking about. Oh no, we're talking about the Disneyland Hotel. Oh right, we're talking about the Disneyland Hotel. When? Oh no, because we're still waiting for that thing at. Uh, Oh, the whole new area. That for, whole new area. That's not that open, open also, right? I, yeah, I don't think. I haven't heard anything about okay, that. Okay, I keep getting the two confused because they're kind of similar projects. Yeah, right. But no, they've, you know, they used to have the great, in my opinion, the greatest outdoor bar ever at Disneyland oh, was the Lost Bar, right? Yes, yes. And it was I've been there many times. Huge outdoor bar that overlooked the pool and it was just very tropical and fun. And the redesign to me of the Trader Sam's, although. The Trader Sam's part is cool. It's this tiny indoor bar that's almost never, and it's not inviting. You have to kind of know it's there, right? So uh, I was disappointed when Trader Sam's, when it became Trader Sam's from the Lost Bar. I thought the Lost Bar itself was just awesome. Uh, Nonetheless, it's no neon cactus. Now they have this big, it's not, it's not huge. It's probably eight or 10 seats or something, but it's like a a reason, maybe even less than six or eight seats. But they've got an out physically outdoor bar where somebody could see it and say, "Oh, I want to check that out," and then they could, you know, possibly go inside. And even if the seats are full, the seating area is pretty large. And I think that once you get that daytime family kind of thing over with, that the number of people that could have fun and chill out there is uh, without tons of kids is. I think this thing that kind of always been weird to me is the whole separation between the Tangaro Terrace and Trader Sam's. Right. They're basically the same building, but it's like you enter from one side, it's Tangaro Terrace, and you enter the other side, it's Trader Sam's. And I just feel like it's kind of like a separation just for families, so that way the families don't feel like they're going into a bar. 
They need to rebrand. It's a, it should be the Tangaroa Terrace at Trader Sam's or, or Tangaroa Trader Terrace Sam's and the and, Tangaroa Terrace right, or, something. or something like that. There definitely needs some sort of rebranding so that it ties them together while while keeping them separate. Right, because I've always been kind of bothered by Trader the whole... Trader Sam's Tangaroa Terrace? Right. right. I've always been bothered by the whole kind of they're two separate things, but they're not. What about Tangaroa Sam? <laughs> well, and then they also still have this How about walk-in. Trader Sam's Tangaroa Terrace. <laughs> they also still have this walk-in. You can like counter order snacks or whatever inside, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So they've got inside Trader Sam's waiter at the tables, waiters at the tables, and then you've got the physical bar where you can sit down, and then they've got the counter service Dole Whip, where I think you can also order drinks at the counter service. No. No? Wait, are you, oh, count, you're talking about the window? Yeah, you, where you order the Dole Whip, I think you can also order a no, cocktail. No, there's, oh yeah, there's some cocktails, and then there's uh, coffees and lattes and stuff right. there too. Yeah, so, there's a then, couple uh, cocktails. Uh, I don't think you can get beers and stuff there though. In addition to that, they've got the inside where you can order non-alcoholic, not Dole Whip, but other drinks. Right. And like pastries and whatever they have in the in the case. Right. Uh, and potentially some sort of stuff off another menu. I don't know what that menu is, but you've got four places to order uh, while you're out there: you the in, inside bar, outside bar, seating area, and the inside food counter. I guess you'd call it right. Uh, oh no, and inside bar, outside bar, and the Dole Whip is the yes. fourth one. The Dole Whip window. So, anyways, uh, yeah, if you guys. Uh... We're going to go over there and try and get those dollars for cheaper. Don't because they're not cheaper anymore. Sorry. All right. So real quick, some uh, updates on the refurbishments in the park. Of course, Astro Orbiter and Sleeping Beauty Council still closed till spring. No date on that. Uh, Fantasmic and Selling Ship Columbia will be back on March 8th. Maybe they'll bring back Peter Pan. Uh, upcoming refurbs, Mint Julep Bar, February 18th through the through March 1st. Uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln, February 21st through February 28th. I was just thinking real quick, um, because coming in is the Dumbo, the, the preview for Dumbo in the theater. Yeah. So they're going down for refurb, probably getting ready for that. It would, yeah, it would sound How long bad. is the refurb? It's only a few days, though. Yeah, it's as long as it takes to hang new banners. I was going to say they'll probably, probably put up banners, maybe like some sort of display somewhere in that. Because uh, is that, uh, what are, what's the well, dis- what's the display that's going on inside of? Mary Poppins. Oh, the Mary Poppins. Yeah. Is inside what, of there. Are we aware of that that's going away, maybe, and it's going to well, make way is, for is, some is, Dumbo-related displays in, in that area? The that Mary Poppins sense. is inside what they say, you know, the opera house. Right, the foyer. Yes, but, I mean, usually when they have something closed, they'll say the opera house is closed. What's that say? This is the... Mr. Lincoln. Mr. Lincoln. Not the opera house. Right. So the opera house is going to be open, so you can still go inside and, you know, just not going to be... Mr. Lincoln's not going on. Right. So maybe they're installing some sort of, like, uh, 3D system in there so that they can, when you view the Dumbo, you can view it in 3D. Or maybe there's just some decorations they have to do in there, or, or they're just it's just for changing the disc. Well, that too, but I was just wondering, maybe do you think uh, it's possible that we're going to have the Dumbo earlier than we thought, maybe on March 1st? That'd be cool. Well, I mean, yeah. I suppose it's possible. I mean, it's I mean, a whole I mean, month early or so, because right. it comes on the 29th, I believe. Right, yeah. yeah. I was, that's my speculation. I was yeah, just we'll wondering see. about that. 
Also closed uh, February 21st to the 28th is the Disney Gallery. So that whole store is going to be closed, too. Oh, that's different. I yeah. don't know if I've ever known of them to close. Do you? Right. No. I no, The I Disney Anna store? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen them close before. No. So what could How they many possibly days? be doing? 21st to the 28th. So is seven, that the same days, days so that they're week. doing the 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 um, the other closure? Yeah. Next door. Yeah. So it possibly Wait, is tied because they're together. February? They're tied together. Yes, February. Oh, next so, week. So it's Thursday this through. Week. Yeah, this week. Thursday through Thursday. Yeah. Oh That's man, a... they they might be doing something that ties together. Oh, it's, maybe it could be, could be, it could be, but they're not connected, so I don't. They know. are connected physically. But they can close that door, though. Well, yeah, they don't really door. ever right. close that. But if they're installing something that they want on both sides, then it would make sense why they're maybe. closing both sides. Yeah, I mean, They might have like a art, maybe they're going to have a bunch of Dumbo artwork in there and it might take time to change it out with something they just can't do overnight. I don't yeah. know. It's weird that it would be closed for a whole week, though, but yeah. we'll see. I have a feeling that Dumbo, or they anticipate Dumbo to be the bigger of these live action animals. <sighs> just because people love Dumbo. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Also, uh, closing coming up is uh, Space Mountain, February twenty fifth through March fourteenth, and uh, we got a, now we have an opening date for Grizzly River Run. It will be it will open on March 29th. How long is uh, Space Town? You said through February. the through the fourteenth uh, March. I wonder 14th. if they're. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's probably a regularly scheduled. Uh, Refurbishment, but I wonder if it has anything to do with that person that got out too. Oh, maybe they're going to update the restraint system somehow with some sort of sensors or something. Maybe you know, I don't know. Either that, or it's just a regularly scheduled. It just program yeah. so soon after that happening, but yeah. And uh, we have upcoming refurbishment and uh, DCA for Silly Symphony Swings, March fourth through. Well, I don't know yet. We'll find out. Alrighty then. They're going to change it back to the orange. <laughs> Every time it goes down refreshment, I say it's going to change back to the orange. That's how rumors get started. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of rumors, uh, so many rumors about Star Wars uh, things. Uh, I think uh, in the last 48 or the last 24 hours, uh, everything possible has been rumored uh, for a live action or uh, animated television show. Uh, I saw a graph that uh, showed, I wish I had in front of me, I should have saved it, uh, everything from a show, Marvel shows about, uh, you know, and I can't even start naming stuff, just like six different Marvel shows were rumored, four different Star Wars shows were rumored, a Lady and the Tramp show, a... uh, what was the other one? I forget. Just all these random TV shows have been rumored uh, just over the last 24 hours that uh, are supposedly in consideration or in pre-development. It that, makes uh, sense that they're going to do Star Wars TV shows, a bunch of different ones. Because, I mean, look at all the Marvel TV shows that exist. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's all rumors right now. It's just nothing. But uh, what isn't a rumor is that Star Wars Episode Nine which still doesn't have a title, much to the chagrin of most of the internet, uh, least of the people that still claim to be Star Wars fans. Uh, a lot of rumored titles. Well, yeah, I don't care about any of the rumored titles. All that we know for sure is that as of Friday, 
this last Friday. Star Wars Episode Nine has wrapped filming. It is done. So, uh, as is tradition, uh, none of the other films have had the titles revealed until after filming is wrapped. That is why it is so confusing as to why people have been whining for the last <laughs> month and a half about where the title was, even though it is normal for them to not release the title until after wrapping. But uh, it has wrapped now, so we can expect a title soon. Uh, we don't know if we'll get a teaser before Star Wars Celebration, which is in April. Uh, it, I would have liked to have, but obviously at this point we're way too close, and it seems like that's where we're going to get the first teaser for the uh, for uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, presumably we would get the title before then, unless they want to be really, really dickish about it, and then they're going to hold it off until... Uh, hold all info off until Star Wars Celebration and just make a, do a big, massive info dump all at once to just blow everybody's minds. Celebrate uh, Star Wars. Come they're going to have to do something since Star Wars Celebration itself is going to be a big cluster F of uh, horrible fandom people and and harassment and terrible stuff and probably a blizzard. You think? In April? Have you seen the weather Chicago gets in April. Yeah, They've been known to get blizzards in April. So, uh, yeah, best of luck to all of you that are going to Star Wars Celebration. Uh, make sure you are, that you travel like uh, sand people <laughs> and always travel single file exactly. to hide your numbers because you never know what kind of uh, people are going to be lurking around the corner to want to harass you or do whatever at Celebration. I fear for most of you. Also, wrapping on Friday was apparently filming for The Mandalorian. Uh, you would presume that's uh, season, quote-unquote, season one. Yeah. If it's going to be a seasonal or if it's going to be a show that's going to be have seasons, uh, you would presume that that's season one of The Mandalorian. Uh, it wrapped on Friday as well. So uh, hopefully... By sometime in April, whether it's at the uh, at when uh, at that shareholders thing when uh, when Iger is going planning to unveil, I believe on April 11th, I believe is the uh, that shareholders thing where he's planning to unveil Disney Plus to all of the shareholders. Oh, right, okay. That is scheduled for April 11th, which I believe is a week before Star Wars Celebration. So uh, you might get, expect to either at least maybe get a date for Mandalorian on that, or you can definitely expect to get a Mandal- uh, date and possibly your first teaser for the Mandalorian also at Star Wars Celebration. So I need to get a date to watch the Mandalorian? Yes, you uh, need to get a date. We just have to hope that. it's not season only. Right. Because, uh, you know, I mean, well, I do have plenty in my cl- in my cupboards, but <laughs> so, I mean. Uh, of only? No, of seasoning. Oh. <laughs> Even I got that. So, uh. Lots going on. We should be finding out, uh, you know, as far as Star Wars goes, there should be a lot of information probably coming out in April, whether it's uh, from shareholders and Iger related or whether it's Star Wars Celebration related. Uh, But we did get information with the wrapping of the two. Uh, I think this was actually, yeah, this was announced the same day that uh, we got the uh, announcement for what they are calling... I don't like this name. It's I don't stupid. either. It's really it dumb. Stupid. I'm going to feel really dumb just saying it. Uh, almost as much as, as I feel when I say freeform. <laughs> uh, so 
Uh, everybody knows that uh, we all every every time with uh, except for Solo. I don't think Solo had one, did they? But every uh, but uh, Force Awakens, Rogue One, and Last Jedi have all had uh, what was known known as Force Fridays, and that's where you get a big dump of the first merchandise for the movie. Uh, this time being, I assume, because it's the third movie, they are calling it Triple Force Friday. I would like dokey. a crickets, crickets, nothing but crickets as far as that goes. You uh, what? I was thinking about triple bacon Ooh. cheeseburger. I was thinking of like triple double. Or, Did bacon uh, exist before McDonald's added to the Big Mac? Of course. What are you doing? Don't steal our Monopoly pieces. I'm not stealing anything. I was just looking. <laughs> so uh, Triple Force Friday, which is what they're calling it. I don't know if it's because they have, uh, I don't know if it's because it's the third movie or if it's because there's three different things that they're, I don't I don't really know what's going on with this name. It's dumb. I don't like it, but it's, uh, yeah, I think it's because it says they'll see the debut of brand new products inspired by three of the year's biggest Star Wars releases. So that includes Star Wars Episode Nine, The Mandalorian, and then the uh, the the video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is coming from EA and Respawn, which will be coming holiday of this year. So uh, apparently, that is the uh, that is why it's Triple Force Friday because there's three different things that are they were releasing merchandise for uh i mean honestly i don't know really know what they're going to release merchandise that have, would be related to the game but uh you know uh definitely looking forward to any action figures obviously for episode nine and the mandalorian should be interesting and cool and whatever else even if the name is dumb uh products spanning categories from toys to collectibles housewares books apparel and more they'll be going on sale at 1201 a.m october 4th oh Right, yeah, I left that out. It uh, for Triple Force Friday will be October fourth, and uh, there will obviously be going back to some. Uh, I believe they kind of got away, some places got away from the midnight uh, openings. Of course, now with Toys R Us being closed, that's one less place that usually does midnight openings. Uh, Walmart is one that usually has been known to do it. Although I don't remember if they did it for Last Jedi, but they definitely did it for the two previous Target. No. Uh, sometimes it just really depends. Uh, not as many places do it, but there obviously will be some. Uh, so it says, uh, as with past Force Friday celebration stores around the world, will join the festivities with in-store events and midnight openings. So we'll get more details on Triple Force Friday as we get closer to that. Cool. Did you hear about the retro figures? Yes, I did. Uh, several different yes figures were announced. This past weekend, uh, while I was at uh, the Dr. Who convention, there were actually several other things going on, including uh, Long Beach Fan Fest, which uh, was going on over there. But uh, in New York, New York, the uh, the yearly big New York Toy Fair was going on where they unveiled toys and stuff. And yes, they unveiled uh, Target-exclusive retro action figures, which will be basically looking like the original, original packaging but they look kind of weathered around the edges, and then there's a big, huge, giant red circle on it that says retro. Uh, of course, 
But uh, in case you got confused, yes, in case you got confused and you think it might be a, a legit original figure or something. But uh, they do have some cool stuff coming out with that. Uh, the figures look cool, and uh, yeah, a lot of other cool things were announced. Uh, I mentioned earlier the uh, the Ducktales figures. They weren't really announced, but a uh, picture of the Fat Mojo uh, display was uh, released by them. That was very blurry, and a lot of just guessing games were <laughs> made off of that photo. But uh, yeah, so Triple First Friday. All right, so along with all of that, we did get a couple trailers this past week. We got another trailer for Aladdin. With large amounts of controversy. Uh, I would say that, yeah, there was a couple different controversies. So I will play the trailer real fast, which doesn't really have much dialogue. It has good music as usual. But there are a couple uh, particular things that are related to controversy because basically the two people related to controversy are the two people that talk in this trailer. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. But uh, here we go. Uh, I apologize if there's any uh, audio quality. I blame Disney. begins now. Aladdin. don't know who I am. Genie, wishes, lamb, none of that ringing a bell. Alright, before we get to the controversy, I just want to have a couple things that I liked in that trailer. Number one. The parade. Uh, that's my number one, the parade. Okay, that's my number two. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll go to my number two then, since Tim wants to get ahead of me and blurt out things while I'm talking. I'm a blurter. Uh, number, t- number two. Yes, the parade, which means Prince Ali and Abdelsi Ali Ababwa will hopefully be in the movie. Right. At least the parade is. Uh, the song better be, or I will murder people. <laughs> and you can quote me on that FBI. <laughs> uh, number one, though, the shot of uh, Jasmine walking down the stairs. You can see Raja mm. behind her left shoulder, cool. walking down also, and then over her right shoulder is either her father, the sultan, or her handmaiden that we know she has a handmaiden that's in the movie. Uh, so we don't know which one that is. Is it a lookalike? No, you can't see. No, I don't know if it's like Padme's handmaiden. That's what, but, I, was, that's, that's uh, what I was referencing. You can't see her. All you see is an, uh, a person there. That's why I said I don't know if it's the handmaiden or if it's the sultan, but somebody's definitely to her right. But I really like her costumes. I've seen people complain about her costumes. I don't know why. I think her costumes so far, what I've seen, are really, really awesome looking and practical and probably appropriate for the time period, I would imagine, and region, I'm guessing. But, uh, okay, let's get to the controversy. Let's handle the lighter one first. Controversy number one. Jafar has a lame voice. Yes, he does. (laughs) Very lame. I mean, it just doesn't sound menacing at all. There's nothing like... I was... 
when I first saw the guy, well, first of all, when the first trailer came out and all you saw him, let's just say there was much thirst for his looks from the ladies <laughs> because he is a very attractive looking man. And I don't uh, think that that's and, something uh, that goes with the original there was, movie either. There was definitely a there was definitely a very uh, a very hashtag hot Jafar uh Hashtag thing going on. I don't, with in the that. original, he wasn't meant to be a good-looking guy. He was kind of ugly, right? Well, yeah, that's obviously. Part, and that's part of why she doesn't want to marry him. Right. Because uh, his beard is so twisted. Yes. Right. But, uh, yeah, so he he's a very good-looking guy. But then the second one comes out, he opens his mouth, and he sounds like... Uh, like a lady man. Well, I was going to say he sounds like Mike Tyson, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm so gonna, I'm gonna, uh, let's just say I was expecting not I was expecting something completely different to, to set for him to sound not sound so uh you know not uh authoritative. He's not doesn't I'm not gonna say anything like he sounds feminine or something like that, but he doesn't sound authoritative. Not at all. And, and it, I feel it, like it, Jafar should sound authoritative. Like that, the the grown ups too. You seen grown ups too? Yeah. When they're at the pool and all the girls are looking at that hot guy. And then he opens his mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, go. I'm gonna get, say that I'm casting judgment, and I'm on board that they incorrectly cast this character. One for the voice, and two for the fact that he's too good looking, and it doesn't fit with the, you know, the part of the part of the story. A big part of the story is that she simply does not want to marry this guy. A big he's part ugly. Of, he's villain. A big all these part things. Of the together. Disney story. Correct. But that's what this is a Disney story. Well, well, we have come to notice there has been a trend that the Disney live action adaptations have made a point of including elements from the source material that weren't there in the Disney movies. Uh, you know, uh, Jungle Book had it, Cinderella has had it, mm. Beauty and the Beast has had it. They've all had elements that were from the original story that were not necessarily there in the original animated. So there's always possible that maybe, I mean, I don't know where, well, I don't know where Jafar comes from. I don't know if he's a, is if he's a creation of, from the original, uh, stories or if he's a Disney creation, but yeah, I mean, I'm fine with him being good looking, but you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I'll have to see the movie and then see if it, it really affects the movie, him having a weird voice. It's not that big of a deal to me. Just like the, the main, main controversy it's not a big deal to me because it just proves how much people just want to complain. Because and this one when, I agree with you. When the first trailer came out, oh, why isn't he blue? Why does he look like a person? Why isn't the genie blue? And no, then I, this, I didn't. I didn't. I must have missed that. Oh, no, you, it was the uh, Entertainment Weekly pictures. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he wasn't in the trailer. Yeah. Yes, the Entertainment Weekly pictures came out. Why isn't he blue? Why does he just look like a person? Are they going to make him blue? Is he going to be CGI? And which at which point uh, Will Smith actually himself tweeted out, "Don't worry, I'll be he, blue. I will be CGI and I will be blue." To which he people, just didn't want to be in makeup, probably basically. Well, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't have to be in makeup as much as possible, it's fine. But I mean, especially or full they could body. just, or if they wanted to make him all CGI, I would have been totally fine with that. But a lot of actors aren't fine with that, especially somebody like Will Smith. I can imagine. I mean, just the problem basically comes down to people don't want Will Smith as the genie. It's not their issue with how he looks. It has nothing to do with whether he's blue or not. It's just that they don't want Will Smith to be, to be the genie. I can understand a lot of people, you know, upset that they've replaced Robin Williams. It is what it is. Robin Williams was is 
was gonna is gonna get was gonna get replaced because he's not there to do it himself. So if somebody has to play the genie, is inevitable that no matter who else. you played the who played the genie, Everybody's there was gonna be some sort of complaint. But Will Smith just you know as obviously Will Smith is a very you know polarizing character or person that would tend to have lots of people not want to be have him anywhere near it. So I think he's generally liked, though. I would think. I, I thought so. I, don't I think thought anybody's so. like, I hate Will Smith. You I know? don't know. Like, there seems to be a lot of Will Smith hate coming out of the whole genie thing. But I, I mean, agree. It's just, but I think that ties more to the fact that Robin Williams just isn't doing it. So this begs my question. But then just, just what do you expect to do? I mean, anybody could have stepped in that role, and you think they would have gotten the same amount of hate? Yes. Or do you think that he's getting more hate because he's black? Do you or do think, you think that he's it's... getting more hate because Will Smith is just not really... People don't think Will Smith is as funny as Robin Williams, that if it had been somebody not. somebody funnier, <laughs> that it would have made a difference. Well, that's my question. So a couple questions. I mean, that I, let, me that get back, let me get back to what the whole point was, is that they complained about his, how he looked in the Entertainment Weekly article about him not being blue or CG. But then this trailer comes out, he's blue, and he's CG, and, and he's kind of CG, but yet they still complain and they make fun of it. So... There's there's really really no uh, appeasing these people or the type of people that are going to complain about this sort of thing, and it's just it's just another thing up there that it goes along with uh, something else I'm going to be talking about right after this with Captain Marvel that just you know if if uh, if if it's not the person that you think it should be you're gonna you know certain people are going to have a problem with that and they're going to complain. I had a couple of questions. I, I'm noticing this now. I, did, I didn't even look at this and think, why is any blue? Didn't even cross my mind. I just assumed <laughs> that this is like a costuming display and that there's probably parts of the movie where he's, he looks human. He's, a, he's Aladdin's buddy who needs to look human. Right. And I said that because actually, if you go, if you think about the Disney version, there is several times when Aladdin turns himself or uh, that the genie turns himself skin colored. Particularly during Prince Ali, and when, like when he would appears on the balcony and starts singing with the with the people in the balcony, he turns himself looking human. Yeah, and uh, you know, I just figured, oh, you know, he's going to turn in, or or you know, it's also easier for the story and for Will Smith and makeuping and stuff to have him try to be appearing human as much as possible. But as long as it fits for the story. Now, do you think that if they had cast a Funny man, so to speak, you know, a, a Robin Williams type, an over-the-top funny guy, that it would have gotten less hate. Because I don't think it has anything to do with him being black. I think it has more to do with he's not I think Robin it, Williams. I just nobody's Robin Williams. Though. Nobody's Robin, Robin they're, they're, Williams. I mean, but they could have put no, up no, no. A, like a, a one of those kind of blah, 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 funny guys. You know, I mean, there's I there's, there's, you, there's you, guys you, like that. I don't I don't see any other uh, comedians up there. Who can compare to Robin Williams? You could say, "Oh, you could put this type because he's like Robin Williams." I can't think of anyone when you just said nobody exactly the same. No, but no. somebody that's more of a, a stand-up comic that has kind of a you know a, a, where he goes into characters in his act and stuff. And there's not a lot of them, but there are some. And they could have pulled somebody out of the 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 what is it? How do you say like the stand-up Area uh, I think in that, the case of this is that they uh, they have they have unknowns as Aladdin as Jafar as 
Jasmine, and you had to at that point. It's one of those things that well, you had to have a name as the genie because you know, just like anything else, you can't have these unknowns. It goes back to uh, if you want to if you want to make comparisons, it goes back to I could use two comparisons right off the back. I can use Star Wars and I can use Superman. Neither of those movies would have gotten made if it hadn't been for Al Guinness and or Super or Star Wars would only have been not have been made if George Lucas hadn't agreed to cast Al Guinness and Peter Cushing because they were established old actors and the studio said he never would have got the money. They the had to was. have actors that were known in the movie to sell it. Superman. The only reason why Richard Donner got to use Christopher Reeve, who was an unknown, was because he agreed to have uh, Gene Hackman and uh, Brando in the movie. So it's one of the... It's a similar situation in that. Disney is allowing this director to have these unknowns as the major characters because he was able to get that ringer as the genie. Though, they're, they're only unknown here. These are like big Bollywood actors. Oh, yeah, of course. They're you only know. unknown here, but they're... Yeah, 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 yeah. In mean, this movie, you'll do fantastic in India because oh, yeah, most people course. know who they are. Right, right. Uh, my other question from this is uh, a la Lion King where um, the uh, Mufasa role is still be p- being played by... Um, Oh man, now I'm James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. I drew a blank for a second. We've had this conversation yeah, four, to answer four your times que- in the last week. To answer but. your question, do you think that uh, they would have asked Robin to do it if he was still alive? I would say probably yes. And they would have just made the character completely CG. Yep. Was that what your question was going to be? Yeah. Do you think? Well, because none of these other movies that they've done have recast any characters except James Earl Jones. Right. So. His they consider voice, him I important enough to that. So to the, iconic. Yeah, they consider him important enough to the role of Mufasa that John Favreau was like, no, no one else, no one else. But Plus I, the fact that he's still alive. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> even though he's really old. I mean, and they're not seeing him either. Jonathan no Taylor physical... Thomas is not important enough to ask to come back to be Simba. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Matthew Broderick definitely is not important enough to come back to play Simba. Oh, Matthew Broderick was the adult voice. Yes, but uh, Haley Joel oh, Osment is enough important enough to come back and play Sora. Yes, exactly. Yes, he is. Where and in... over the course of however many years it's <laughs> exactly. been, we're talking about Kingdom Hearts. Oh, well, the yeah. main character of Kingdom Hearts, Sora, yeah. in uh, has been voiced by Haley Joel Osment since the very first game. Huh. So he was like twelve, or Probably he was 20. like uh, he was like. Kid, yeah. He was like uh, uh, I see dead people age. Yeah, when he did the voice of Sora the first time, now he's like almost probably thirty years old. Yeah, no, and he's and he acts that's in other how... stuff with a totally different. Um, he's in uh, Silicon Valley. All right, so real quick on uh, the uh, Jafar character. Jafar was in a nineteen forty British movie called uh, The Thief of Baghdad. So there you go. So he is a pre Disney character. So you never know. In that, he might have been some hot dude. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I I think that they probably would have brought back Robin and maybe, yeah, just uh, had the character be computer generated. It's possible. I, I I have no reason not to believe that that would be the case. Uh, we did get another trailer that came out, I believe, 
Let's see what day this came out. This came out on the 13th. This came out last Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. It came out. It was very early in the morning, actually, I remember. I was like, I woke up and it was already there. I'm like, whoa. As I said, no, this was actually released at 6 a.m. Oh, wow. For some reason, because apparently Disney multimedia people and stuff decide they want to get up early and release things. Well, kids get up early, and that's who this is for. Well, this is definitely true. Because uh, the movie that Tim has been waiting for... Edge of my seat. ...however many years on the edge of his seat, the sequel to Tim's greatest movie of all time, Frozen 2, the first teaser was released on uh, Wednesday, and it uh, offers up a lot of questions and speculation about what this movie could be about. You know, I'm so. actually more interested in seeing the sequel than I ever was for the first one. Why? Because that's was... what could possibly happen to these people. They resolve their story. Anna married the troll guy or whatever, and then the, <laughs> the and then guy. she became the she's the frozen princess or the queen. the queen. And I mean, it's just you know, it's over. So what are they doing now? That's that's what I want to know. I don't know. We don't know. It just doesn't. What sort of mishaps could hap- Could get they get into? I don't know. Hey, all off is around? Never know. Yeah, let's Never find know. out because, uh, you know, I think uh, Elsa's trying to uh, reverse... Uh, reverse uh, Engineer? No, she's <laughs> trying to reverse uh, uh, surfboard in this trailer. She's reverse surfboarding? Okay. Yeah, she's trying to reverse surfboard. This fall, Elsa like, battles the ocean. I like, the and la- it's fall. Yes, yeah, so I like the last shot where she takes the sword and turns and sla- slashes at the camera. Oh yeah, Anna. So Anna. I, did you see Olaf? I didn't see Olaf. Uh, yeah. Olaf is there with them. He doesn't speak or anything. No, he's in the middle. Yeah. A uh, few things uh, at the beginning, as we were talking about, she's trying to reverse surfboard. Uh, she's actually uh, 
she's Jesus. And <laughs> she walks on water, and she's trying to uh, use her ice powers to uh, go to slay the flying to spaghetti go into, monster and to go into the ocean. Uh, there's a lot of speculation that perhaps uh, somehow or another uh, they've learned that their parents might be still alive and that she's trying to get to them. There's also speculation uh, based on later in the the trailer you see a lot of autumn-type uh, well, visuals. Because it comes out in the fall. Uh, because there's a scene where somebody jumps out of some leaves and then there's particularly at the end there's a big... Uh, autumn leaf that comes at the through the O in Frozen, and that there's speculation I mean, there may be some sort of fro- uh, autumn type uh, theme to it. Maybe yeah, there's like an autumn version of uh, Elsa, or there maybe might be people that control the seasons or something like that. Uh, just yeah, different. she's one of them. They could have other season people. They're like right. the leaf thrower. So some- what would the summer <laughs> one be? I don't know. Hiya. Uh just different speculations. One of my favorite shots is uh what's what's his what's the dude's name? Christoph uh prats it up in that one shot where he's riding uh the reindeer and all the other reindeer are running with him. It reminds me of that shot from Jurassic World where he's on the motorcycle. Pratt, now I get it, prats it up. Yeah, he's yeah. pratting it up uh where he's riding instead of he's riding a reindeer with a bunch of other reindeer running with him instead of uh he's riding a motorcycle with a bunch of Raptors. Here, so here's my main so, question. Yeah, he's pr- pratting it up. Do you think that Let no. It Go is an iconic enough song that they will redo no. the song in this movie? No. They'll try to find a no. new one. Yes. Okay. Have they? Have you known Disney to repeat songs just because it was super popular? Yeah. I mean, there's there ever been a popular song that popular? Yeah, there's been plenty. They'll probably have like riffs of it playing in the background, like his uh, presentation. Moment. Well. I mean, the basic harmony of uh, Let It Go is part of the soundtrack for Frozen anyways. So uh, it's inevitable that you're going to get part of that, you know, that harmony in is going to be in the soundtrack. But as far as the song itself, it's very doubtful that yep. you would get it. Uh, if you did, it would be some sort of reprise or something like that, where it's just like a little short rendition or something like that. You know how those go. Uh, but, what confused me about this trailer was at the end when they're all standing there. It's basically like they want, you know, they're, they're superheroes united and they're going to be fighting some sort of whatever. But then they were just looking at the sunset. Uh, the shot at the end there actually reminds me of the beginning of uh, the beginning, like the opening screen of a video game. I'm sure. It reminds me of like the opening screen. Of, like that. It reminds me of like the opening screen to uh, Zelda or something where you've played like the intro. Right. And then uh, at the end of the intro, it goes to the frozen screen and where they're all like overlooking a big overlook or something. Yeah. And then the press start comes up. <laughs> it does look exactly <laughs> like that. Something like, like that. These so, characters are super badass. They're standing there. They call some of them have powers. The other ones are just really brave. And then, then there's then all the, off. the camera turns to reveal the enemy they'll fight. In fact, there's no enemy. They're just hanging out watching the sunset. And it's just all off. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, that comes out in November. I don't. Do we have an actual date on? We have an actual date. Probably probably end of November. Oh well, no, it says fall, so it's probably beginning of November, right? I oh, possibly, I suppose. I would say Thanksgiving weekend is the 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 latest possible time this could come out. Usually, it's end of December or end of November when movies come out. But I suppose it's possible that uh, it could be beginning. I don't know. It just depends. Uh, Uh, It's. Scheduled uh, for November 22nd. There we go. So then about normal time. It's not really actually fall. Although I will 
winter technically doesn't begin until December, so I guess it is fall. So anyways, cool. That's uh, coming out. All right, so we're going to move on to uh, some more controversy. A, a different Marvel. A different a captain of a Marvel. A different, uh, yes, a captain of Marvel in which there has been much controversy and uh, whining from fanboys and stuff. And uh, there is an active campaign to lower the score, the Rotten Tomatoes score right now going on on uh, Captain Marvel. Even though these scores so even early? though even though literally no one has seen the movie, the the uh, the the toxic fandom is in the process of lowering uh the score on uh Ron Tomatoes for that. Uh there is yes. How do they get those scores so early? I don't know. I mean, isn't it based well, on I fan think, views? I think somehow they... you can go on there and you can leave reviews. And uh, it still it still generates a score, the audience score. I think somehow they allow it you to go on there already leave reviews, even though the movie's not even out. So people are basically doing what they've been doing for ever since uh, this podcast has started. And I was talking about, or when I was talking about Chuck Wendig getting his fake reviews, fake bad reviews on Amazon. It's basically the same people and the same thing, all part of the same toxic community of uh misogynistic fans who th- think that uh a woman has no business carrying a uh superhero movie or any movie for that matter which is I mean, why, they, why the characters written which is why they hate ray uh these are the same people that claim this is not their captain marvel and yet none of them were born when the uh the the original male captain marvel was even around because well, there was a male captain yes there was a the original captain marvel was a guy named captain marvel and he was the original uh, Kree soldier who became uh, Captain Marvel, and but he died in Marvel Comics, I believe, like around 1983. And uh, yet these people are like, uh, "Oh, not my Captain Marvel!" And they post a, go- a photo of that guy, which, um, like I said, I'm pretty sure he died long before these idiots were even born. But uh, they just pick the first Mar- uh, male Captain Marvel that they see a picture of, and they think that they know everything. Well, you know, they, what they should go do is watch the new Shazam movie by DC. Oh, they also because that's Captain Marvel too. Yes, that is the actually the original Captain Marvel. They just aren't allowed to use that name for him. Well, they could, but it just no. Wouldn't they're make not sense. allowed to. There's a licensing thing now. The Marvel and DC came to an agreement a long, long time ago that they will not use the name. Captain Marvel for Shazam for Captain Marvel. Really? Why? Why would they agree to that? Because it's just a whole thing, and they didn't want no problems. It's just it's a whole thing. They can use it under certain conditions, but they for marketing they can't call him Captain Marvel. They have to call him Shazam. But like in a comic book, they can call him Captain Marvel. Just oh, yeah, for a I movie. I used to buy the book. But uh, anyways, so right now. Uh, there is a uh, GoFundMe program which is going on, which is very similar to other ones that have gone in the past for Spider-Man and uh, Black Panther and some other movies in the past where there's GoFundMes where you give money and it allows uh, less fortunate children to go see mo- these movies. I don't know if you guys have heard of these in the past. For Like the like I said, for Spider-Man, Black Panther, they had one where they were sending a lot of uh, uh, younger uh you know, children to go see Black Panther. They had it for Spider-Man. I believe they had it for uh, Infinity War. Uh, I don't know what, if there's any other non-Marvel or Disney movies that they've done it for, but it's definitely something they've been doing. 
uh, with no peep out of anybody about it, that it was a big deal. Uh, this is actually, this isn't even started by Disney. It, uh, it has no relation to Brie Larson in any way. It's actually being put on by a lot of the same people that did the one before. But uh, the point is, is this, this is being put on. It's independent. They're just raising money to send less fortunate, particularly girls in this case, to see Captain Marvel, who I'm sure is probably a hero to a lot of them because it's good for them, for younger girls, to see uh, role models that are, uh, particularly women more than likely they wanted, wanted to be a hero for them right and uh in this case it's most likely that these kids you know want to see this movie i would imagine not that they're necessarily being forced to or that they're being pandered to see the movie no, no. because there I mean. is a faction of the same people who i was talking about just a minute ago who think that this is a big uh conspiracy by disney and Brie Larson, and Marvel, and uh, SJWs everywhere to uh, to boost the box office for the movie by getting a lot of girls to go see the movie because, you know, uh, $500,000 uh, or something in, uh, in, uh, of uh, girls going to see the movie is really going to make a big deal on the overall t- ticket uh you know, that goes into the billions, right? So uh, basically it's just their excuse because they think that, uh, like I said before, they don't think that uh, a woman deserves to be uh, the head of a Marvel movie. They think that the, the, they are predicting the, mo- the movie is going to be uh, a bomb. Uh, they think that this whole campaign to send girls is uh, is taking advantage of uh, the charity system, that they'd be better off giving money to uh, people that... Uh, or they think that sending people to go see a movie isn't charity. Basically, all kinds of different uh, excuses of why these people think it's a bad thing when uh, there's nothing but good that comes out of any of these... Uh, like I said, where were these people when all this was going on for other movies that didn't weren't being headed by a woman? Uh, it's obviously just terrible, terrible uh, misogynistic garbage that's just being spewed by these same people who were involved with this. But uh, yeah, don't get don't don't uh, don't give into it. Donate if you want, or don't donate. Just don't complain about it. But I mean, yeah, go see Captain Marvel. It's going to be a great movie. I don't see any reason. I mean, I've had my ticket for over a month already. I'm ready. The uh, I'm looking here uh, that the Captain Marvel special screening with Girls Inc. Uh, and it's a uh, they had an eighteen hundred dollar goal, and they've already raised over two thousand dollars. So they're well over their their goal, and that was all raised by uh, just in the, under a month. Uh, just if you want the details, that's uh, th- this is being run by Real Outreach, and uh, they are hosting five separate screening events in kids in need. Uh, it's being done through a local foster advocacy center, so a lot of them are probably like foster kids and stuff. Uh, it says they're raising funds not only to secure the theater space, but to ensure we can cover concessions for all of the kids in attendance. Snacks are an integral part of the theater experience. And it's something that their groups cherish and don't often get at all. So yeah, I mean, uh, don't don't be a jerk. Uh, give to these kind of things. Don't complain about them. There's nothing behind them. 
I mean, what, where's the conspiracy in wanting to see some kids, to, some see kids to go see a, a, a fun film that, uh, you know, that has a role model for them up on the screen. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's evil that these people would even think that this is something that should be ridiculed or considered to be a bad thing. And it's just, it's just a sign of our times and it's just garbage and just it's it's garbage and it really makes me angry and I just I would prefer that I uh, just you know I think Captain Marvel's going to do great I think it's going to be a great movie and I think that uh, anybody who wants to go see this movie should get to see it without having a bunch of idiots online tell them that they shouldn't go see it because there's a woman involved so that's all I got to say about that woohoo feminism yeah all right and so finally before all of this, like literally like probably a couple days after I think we had our last podcast or something, or maybe not. Now I can't find it. Okay, here we go. Uh, we got the announcement that there were four Mar- four Marvel shows that were being developed for Hulu, which kind of goes along the... Uh, I've been thinking all this time that... Because uh, we know that once the Fox deal goes through, that Marvel is, or that Disney is going to own a uh, majority stake in Hulu. And I believe it's what what did I say like last time eighty percent or something like that they're I gonna own eighty so. percent of Hulu once it goes through so you know they're gonna have not only Disney Plus but they're gonna have Hulu that they own a majority stake in once they have Fox and I suggested that the the obvious plan was that they will be showing all the 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 uh, you know the Fox films will be going all going to Hulu and then your Disney fare will be all on Disney Plus now at the same time. You can think about the fact that if you have stuff like uh, Deadpool and things like that, that that would also, or any Marvel things that they want to make more mature, can go to also go to Hulu. Now, I think this is going to be along those lines as we have four Marvel animated shows that have been ordered to Hulu, and these are obviously things that they're probably going to be thinking along more of a uh, a mature type of uh, animated or something like that. Uh, and you can definitely see that they're kind of uh, going off of kind of like the Netflix uh, model. Vibe. It's kind of more of the Netflix model where it is. It's four shows, and uh, but I think it's almost kind of going to be making fun of them at the same time. But you know, almost making fun of themselves. But because uh, the uh, they're the four shows are going to be. Modoc, which will be written and executive produced by Jordan Bloom and Patton Oswalt, who, of course, we know was Remy, among other things, from uh, or Remy from Ratatouille, among other things. But uh, it's interesting that he's involved in that. Uh, Jordan Bloom uh, has writing credits from Community and American Dad. Now, Modoc, for those of you that don't know, is this big, weird villain that has a big head and little arms. I don't even really know how to explain him. Otherwise, if you don't know, look it up. It's M-O-D-O-K. He is a really weird creature. Number two will be a show called Hitmonkey, which I have no idea what that is. It is about a wronged Japanese snow monkey mentored by the ghost of an American assassin as he cuts a wide swath through the Tokyo underworld. So, yeah. I, so think uh, Kill Bill with a monkey. 
Uh, next up is Tigra and Dazzler, which uh, I know for sure Dazzler, I believe, Dazzler for sure was an X-Men character who was introduced in the early 80s uh, during, around the time of the uh, Dark Phoenix storyline. And uh, I believe Tigra also was a Marvel relate uh, was related with X Men. I believe also, and they will be having basically like a team up team up type show where the two uh, where the two uh, heroes team up and have adventures. I guess uh, what's interesting about the creators on that is uh, well, and each of these seems to have a really other than Hit Monkey, which I don't really know who either of those people are. Uh, each of these other ones seems to have some sort of uh, interesting, famous person involved. And the, with this one, the uh, one of the writers and executive producers is Chelsea Handler, mm. which is really interesting. Hmm. Uh, whereas if you don't know who Chelsea Handler is, uh, she's known for uh, shows on E! and Netflix, thing. Chelsea lately, and yeah, Chelsea and stuff. All right, and Onward. last but not least... My favorite, Howard the Duck. I heard about that. Written and executive produced by Kevin Smith. Yep. And Dave Willis. I don't know who Dave Willis is. No, I actually I do because he was uh, he co-created Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Squid Abilities, and I believe he was Meatwad, the voice of Meatwad on Aqua Teen, but. Uh, Kevin Smith should need no introduction. The View Askew Universe, Clerks, Small Rats, Jay and Silent Bob, blah, blah, blah. He also wrote, wrote comics for Marvel, including Daredevil and Spider-Man. And for DC. And he wrote for DC on, uh, on Green Arrow. He wrote some Superman stuff. Yes. And Batman. But uh, I'm very excited about that one. I can't wait. There's a lot of people out there poo-pooing. I'm like, well, they could poo-poo up their poo-poo. So <laughs> I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Howard the Duck, Modoc, Hit Monkey, and Tiger and Dazzler. So yes, they will team up. Like I said, the uh, in the Netflix very all uh, the not Netflix shows which teamed up into one show called The Defenders. These four will team up in a animated special called The Offenders. <laughs> Wow. I'm yes. offended. Yes. Uh, each of the projects will be executive produced by Marvel's head of TV, Jeff Loeb, who is also the one who was behind all of the uh, Netflix series also. So uh, no word on when those will start, presumably sometime after the Disney Plus streaming service. And those uh, are, uh, I mean, a uh, I don't know, presumably sometime. Who knows? I mean, since it's going on Hulu, who knows? I don't know. Uh, probably sometime after the Fox deal is done, I'm guessing. But I don't know if that's necessary, especially with Howard the Duck, since they already own that. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for Howard, at least. Hey, so we're all done. I guess you know what that means, Tim. It's time for the male? Yes. There you go. So, What about time for the female? Hey, it, you're There's always the future is female, from yes, what I hear. Apparently. Well, speaking of female, our first uh, email is from Wreck It Rachel. Yeah, hey. we sort of know her. <laughs> her subject, actually, this is from last week. She sent it in last week, and her subject line is Mickey Day. She says, Hey guys, we went to the park on Wednesday to celebrate Mickey Mouse. 
My godson wanted to spend the day searching for the hidden Mickeys in the park and the mini Valentine's map. He loves those kind of things. He had the book you can get in the park, and we were on the hunt. It was pretty fun. Some of those Mickeys are really cool, and I was looking at things I've never seen before. Like, look up in the magic shop. There's something up there. A cast member even took us backstage to see a hidden Mickey back there when she saw what we were doing. That was cool. That's rare. You don't see them taking uh, guests backstage very often. Yeah, I know. I wonder actually where backstage, like, you know, what area of the park were they Rachel, were at. tell us more. She says, some of those Valentines are hard to find. The clues on the map can be deceiving. We did find them all, though. Well, we know about the hunting, the eggs, and when the <laughs> eggs supposed to be one spot and there wasn't. We also saw the Get Your Ears On show. I really liked it. Uh, we watched it by Small World, and we had plenty of room to dance. And pretty much everyone was doing that. So that's actually talking about the Mickey's Mixed Magic uh, show. Uh, she says, I want all the music to work out to Mickey's Workout Remix. <laughs> Since it was Wednesday, there was no fireworks, and I did not miss them. It was a really good show. Now, I don't have a dirty award, but I have a stupid award. We were in Toontown having some ice cream, and we watched these guys... We watched these three people get one of those Mickey kitchen sink ice cream sundaes. They then proceeded to take pictures of the ice cream on a table. Then two of them pretended to eat it while the other took a picture of them eating it. And then they threw it away. I was like, if you were going, if you weren't going to eat it, you could have given it to someone. But they threw away the, the kitchen sink and the ice cream. That is dirty. I don't know if they took threw away the kitchen sink. Maybe they just threw away the ice cream, you know. Uh, so, um, I could not get over it. And then a minute later, I saw them with cupcakes posing with them, with those. I don't know what happened to those cupcakes. I hope they got eaten. I mean, I'm guilty of taking pictures of cute food, of cute food but then I eat it, stupid. <laughs> And a waste of money. Okay, I'm done. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> great, great email. I'm guessing that they threw away the ice cream and kept the sink. Because if they threw away the sink, then I would have been over there take it out of the trash. <laughs> right. I already have a sink. <laughs> and it's not full of dishes. He does his dishes in it. Wow. Well, that was interesting. Um, yeah, I guess they just wanted to take pictures of the sink and the ice cream. Well, thank you for your email there, Rachel. All right, next email is from, this is actually last week too, and it's uh, from Michael, the OG mail guy. Michael, he's still alive. Woo! His subject line is Michael, the no-show OG mail guy. Michael, the OG mail guy here. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Yes, I'm more slow than Fancy Nancy on listening to the podcast, but I do listen often. Thanks for the birthday shout-out and review of Glow with Michael and PJs. Good to see you, Diggs, Dan, and Jose for the first time in 2019. I can actually say that I want to go to the parks and ride rides. It's been a while since I've been on half the rides. We need to set up that when I can get released again because he's been on uh, house arrest. Just kidding. He's just been at home. Nothing much to say or report, but hope to see everyone 
at the parks as I definitely will be back Sunday, March 10th for Superhero Day. And that's right before um, the round, of, what was it called? The, the Assemble. Yeah, Super whatever, Hero Slot Assembles, whatever that day is. Uh, save the date. Maybe Diggs will dress up once for my event. <laughs> oh, don't hold your breath on that one. All right, questions. What is everyone's plans for the opening of Galaxy's Edge? Well, I mean, it's either wait in line for a day or wait in line for a day. I think it's pretty much the only option, right? Uh, I'm going to doing the DAS Pass, DOS Pass, whatever it's called. Well, right. I think they're going to, based on Cars Land opening, that'll be heavily limited. You'll have to have whatever fast pass reservation or be willing to do. I don't know. I, I just yeah. know that with, uh, or, you know, the return times. Will but we're going to be there. That's the point, yeah. right? Yeah. We will be there opening day. I will. Yeah. The point is trying to be there as least as early as possible. Yeah, I'm I getting mean, a hotel room. I mean, even if... Uh, I'm staying in the castle. I mean, even if I can't be there opening day, I'll try to get there as soon as I can. But, I mean, uh, as far as, yeah, trying to get in just whenever, do the best you can. My whole idea is if I even if I can't get in on a ride the first day, I don't really care about rides right away. Uh, as long as I can walk around and hang out in Star Wars, that's my biggest thing. Just take pictures. And... Take- uh, Hang out with DJ Rex. Yes, DJ Rex. Uh, drink uh, some uh, drinks in the cantina. You know, maybe uh, find Hondo and, uh, you know, punch him in the nuts or something. I don't know. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, really just going to basically just play it. Exactly. By by the play it by ear. Play it by ear. But you pointed at your elbow. Yeah, it's an inside joke. Oh. All right. What. Or when can we expect the new Lemonade Challenge? Uh, that's going to be uh, as soon as I write it down. <laughs> Cause Wait, you know, did we, this is, I'm, I'm confused. Did, we, did I miss something about a lemon? It sounds familiar. Yeah, we started a long time ago. Mm. I mean, we just did it just recently. I had that one that I talked about. Yeah. So, I mean, we, it's not like it's gone really away all that long. But I got to write down all the lemonades and... Uh, Get it out there. All right. Uh, yes. Speaking of uh, lemonades, <laughs> any food recommendations for uh, the new items in the park? Yeah, I went to this great French restaurant last night. Braised beef uh, short rib. In the Is park? Oh. <laughs> I must have missed that part. Uh, well, at our, Mike already knows to stay away from the hamburgers. <laughs> so you got to stay away from those hamburgers. I don't know. I don't. I really haven't tried anything. And then we have uh, food and wine coming up, so. We still haven't got a menu for that. Uh, Once we do, I'm sure we'll read the whole thing. What day does that start? (laughs) March 1st. Yeah, we'll probably be getting that probably tomorrow. Exactly. Most likely. Next week. I'm betting tomorrow. Now, Michael the Mail Guys, tip of the week. All right, Michael's tip of the week. If you are planning on experiencing Galaxy's Edge, make sure you book your hotel motel as soon as possible. The price is probably high already, but... Plan it ahead for the exploration of your life. Nothing but Star Wars coming soon. Till then, this is Michael, the OG mail guy, saying bye. All right, so uh, we have a new emailer. I was going to read the email, and, uh, well, this person doesn't want me to read it, so. Oh. Read who see. this from. They want Tim to read it? 
Someone named uh, Davian, Davion, either way, says fan mail. I've been listening for a while now, uh, and I sure hope Tim is there this week because it's kind of boring when he's not on the show. If he's there, can you have him read my email? That will make my night. I told you guys I have fans. I mean, I don't know. Like, If I haven't mentioned it, I mean, I know I have fans. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, spot on, spot on. You know what I think? What? I think Tim created an email account, that, a false email account, and sent himself fan mail. Okay, apparently. Uh, that's not true. I wouldn't go to that much trouble. No, I'm joking. But, uh, I have no but idea. I, evidently, I have fans, and you guys are boring. Well. So. I mean, he did say kind of boring. It, doesn't, it sounds like he listens either way. Obviously, he's listening to the shows where I'm not around if he knows that it's kind of boring when I'm not there. It's also quicker. So. Uh, senor, that I don't know. I mean, I will say that um, I'm a fan of yours as well, <laughs> just based on your email alone. All right. You have uh, four more emails before you get a, a nickname, <laughs> if you're interested in that. All yes. right. Yes. All right. Thank you for your email there. All right. Next email is from Giselle. I'm sure Giselle. you guys will be like fake fan number four or whatever. That'll be his fucking <laughs> <an> email. <laughs> next, <laughs> next email is from Giselle the Gazelle. Her subject line is what up? What up to you two? Hey, bros. Long time no talk. I have been so busy with work and with school. I just got home. I figure it's the best time to send y'all an email. Haven't been to the park much. I went for a few hours on Monday with my cousin and her boyfriend. I ate, got on Haunted Mansion, and left. Bye. I mean, what else you got to do, right? I guess so. It was a lot of fun, and I do have to say the Valentine's decorations were pretty cute. It is weird walking in and not seeing the castle. I'm sure I'll hear about your adventures from last week. Looking forward to it. Talk to you all later. Love, G. P.S. Thanks for checking on me, Diggs. <laughs> that was very sweet. You, the real MVP. <laughs> I was um, I was thinking, you know, I haven't heard from her. Cause usually she, you know, texts me and, you know, what's up, da 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 And she hasn't texted. And I, you know, I haven't texted either. You know, it works both ways. Right. And... So the other, actually it was yesterday, I was thinking about, oh, I'm going to text her and see what's up. But I was kind of doing something, and I forgot. So you thought about it. I did. Oh, the thought that counts. <laughs> yeah, I told her, I told her that I thought about it, and I forgot. So then today, oh, I, I got it. Because by the time I remembered, it's already like 10 o'clock, and she's probably already sleeping, right? So I'm like, oh, I got to make sure I text her today. So yeah, I texted her today to say, hey, what's up? You know, I haven't heard from you. And... uh she says, you know, like she said on the email, she's been busy. So anyway, Giselle, is good to hear from you. And uh, when you're not so busy, uh, let's go hang out in the park. Woohoo! Got times. So I wanted to say in relation to her email that uh, I prefer the castle the way it looks right now. And this is why. <laughs> oh, no one's there? Well, no, it's, it's Elizabeth and I. I took this picture with someone else's selfie stick before they banned them. And it's, uh, it's like us in front of the castle the last time it looked that way. Oh, when they were putting up the sixtieth stuff, not okay. taking it down. Um, did you see? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, there's some weird guy in the background, like picking a girl up or something, and uh, there's some other guy looking at the camera, and there's some other girl's butt down here. And, okay. But Elizabeth and I look dope, and that's all that matters. 
and we're in front of the fake castle scrim. Right. Anyway. Yeah, thank you for your email there, Giselle the Gazelle. We have three more emails? We have one more email. One more email. And that is from Dan the Mailman. Oh, we don't have to read this one. (laughs) I've heard of that guy. Uh, No subject. (laughs) This is a subject line. So I spent... The weekend up in Lake Arrowhead and dealt with all the snow. In between playing, watched some Disney movies, watched Olaf's Frozen Adventure, and those added shorts including Goofy's teaching to ski. Hard pass. Uh, I liked Goofy. What's wrong with Goofy? No, the Olaf's one. And he says, and Donald showing off his hockey skills. A few others like Dory, Beauty and the Beast, and for the first time, the tearjerker known as Christopher Robin. Man, was Obi-Wan good in that? Sure was. All right, random thoughts. Frozen 2 looks like it takes place shortly after Infinity War. (laughs) Given that we may now have time to travel in the MCU, is it possible we may see the first proper mashup of Marvel and Disney? Wow. Okie (laughs) dokie. It legit, it looks... That last scene, man, where they're standing on the cliff reminds me of like it's something out of Kingdom Hearts. You now you put that in my head. That's funny. Aladdin. Will Smith uh Will Smith might actually be able to pull this off even though I am not a fan. I mean, did you all see After Earth? <laughs> I oh, still that's haven't a burn. I haven't seen it. Oh, that's right. No one did. <laughs> I saw After Earth. <laughs> I guess it could be Jada Smith. I am cautiously optimistic. Um, that's how I feel. I'm trying to be optimistic about the genie. Uh, I'm not optimistic about Jafar, but I, I am going to be optimistic about the genie. I'm reserving judgment until after I've seen the movie, but I'm I think he'll do okay. more optimistic about Aladdin as a whole than I am about Dumbo. I'll just put that out there, even though I do believe in Tim Burton. I believe in Timothy Mouse, and once I've seen that he's in the movie, then that's... Well, we know he's in the movie, but he just... At first, we didn't know. Well, we we know now. Now we know. But he's just a mouse. Wearing a little cute outfit. Yeah. Haven't seen a price list yet, but might you be interested in the pop-up Disney if it seems reasonable? Can't be any worse than some of the Disney After Dark functions, right? All right, so uh, good old me, we talked about... I just talked about how I forgot to... uh, you know, text Giselle the other day. Well, I forgot to uh, put the pop-up Disney thing in uh, our notes for what we're going to talk about today. I want to hear all about it. So uh, Disney is doing a pop-up store in downtown Disney. And um, the one thing about it is you have to pay to go in. Yeah, You know, this might be reminiscent of the pop-up store that they had in um, New York. Uh, a friend of ours went there and sent Elizabeth a couple ear hats. There's a Steamboat Willie and a Sorcerer Mickey ear hat. Um, so I guess we'll see if that's the same type of thing they're doing. But I yeah, think it's a little bit different go- because the one that was in New York, the one that's in New York is considered like the Mickey experience or something like that, right? Yeah. Something like yeah. That. This is a little bit different. I think or it's just a, it's, it has a different name, so it might be a little bit different. I think it's just merchandise, though, right? Or is it, uh, there's going to be other stuff going on in there's there? There's going to be an exhibition going on with uh, different uh, theme rooms, vivid displays inspired by all things Mickey Mouse. Every room will feature a selfie worth, uh, a selfie worth, worthly surprise, and provide plenty of fun and fabulous photo ops for the family. So basically, it's like come in here and take pictures. But for how much? 
It doesn't give you a price. There's no price on, on this yet. Uh, they showed a picture of a sofa in a mini bowl, and it's like a sofa. You can go in there and take a picture. Oh, that's cool. With that, I mean, it looks the, the this one looks really cool, like the the photo op. What are the dates? Was that announced? No, it just said it's coming soon. Uh, this is actually going to be in the ESPN zone. Well, at least they're using it for something, right? They're going to probably have the queue at the Rainforest Cafe where you to line up. That was a joke. Yes. It just says uh, tickets will go on sale soon, and of course, keep your eyes open for this thing. It doesn't say when it's going to be, so that's what uh, Dan's talking about there. Um, what would be a good price? Twenty bucks to go in and check it out. I'd pay twenty dollars. I'd pay twenty bucks too. Yeah. So anything twenty and under would be good. Of course, you're going to spend money once you get inside. It's probably yeah, cost you a hundred bucks a person. <laughs> but um, if it's I mean, especially if other people are posting their pictures and you want to take your own, you know? Yeah, we'll Hopefully see. it's not 40 or $50, which it seems like every time there's an event elsewhere, like the one in New York, and I think theirs is like anywhere from 10 to $20. Then they're going to bring it here, and it's right at Disneyland. They know they've got the captive audience, so they just charge way more. Yeah. So fingers crossed they don't do that. But All right, he says, I will probably return to the parks on Friday to check out the new security tent, and how much longer they can hold me from entering. <laughs> Spring break is just about a month away, and baseball season will be starting soon. Got my group some Angels versus Dodger tickets, so let's see another mouse power takeover. Fernando, Dan out. If Dan, I mean, if you're doing this uh, uh, game, Angels-Dodgers games, I, I'd love to go. Elizabeth, I think, would as well, so include us. Yeah, Please. and anyone out there who would like to go to this game, just email us. And let us know. Uh, you know the dates of the game? I don't know yet. Uh, he'll probably let us know what date that when is. When is the freeway series? And I think this is later in the year. Oh, the usually this right before the right. Well, it's later in this year, yeah. But right before the actual season starts. <laughs> yes, right? we know. We know. But the freeway this, series. Yes, but I think this is. Uh, they play each other in the uh, regular season now. They have been for quite some time. That's they're not in the same league. Neither are the Yankees. Have you been watching baseball for like the last Not 20 much, years? No, okay, just checking. Because how long has the interleague been going? It's been a long time. A little over it's 10 years right. at least. Yeah. We played the Yankees. We played in Boston. Yeah, these, are, Texas. These, are, these are actual games that count? Yes. Yes. They've been doing that for like uh, 10 or 15 years now. They've been playing what's called interleague. Interesting. So I'm pretty sure this game he's talking about is later in the in the season. Yeah, it's usually the Dodgers and the Angels play sometime around the All-Star break, I believe. Right. So... Uh, is he talking about playing at Anaheim or Dodger Stadium? Anaheim. Because I'm 100% behind going to Anaheim Stadium. Anaheim. Okay, good. The Anaheim Stadium is a thousand times easier to park at. Oh, hell yeah. It's a thousand times easier to drive to. And it's well, a thousand times older. No, not, no it's not. not. No. <laughs> Dodger Stadium is the oldest stadium in the league. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so anybody else wants to uh, go and do that, let us know. And we'll try to set that up. And, um, yeah. All right. Well, Dan, the mailman, uh, hopefully we'll see you in the parks this Friday. I think you said Friday. And um, <laughs> I don't remember things. It's one of those days. I'm forgetting everything. Anyway. It's a uh, day that ends with Y. Exactly. And uh, since I'm forgetting everything, I'm just going to say, everyone who emailed in, <laughs> thank you for your email. Except and, my fan. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Because that yeah. person has no real name. So. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently his name's Davion whatever it was. 
I, I, I didn't remember the last part. Because it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you guys uh, have any comments, questions, your tip of the week, and if you want to send your own fake mail, all you have to do is email us. Mousepire at gmail.com. <laughs> Apparently, it's somebody who listens to the show long enough for you to say that. What? <laughs> Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. I was going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Power Podcast. Hey, guess what? I did a Tim uh, yesterday. You forgot something? You no. forgot everything? No, you no, didn't no. Hear, you didn't hear what was talked about right in front of you? <laughs> Good one, Tim. No, I... Uh, I At did least a, he's self-aware. Exactly. I did a Postmates. What? Oh, you ordered something on Postmates? Yeah. Wow, you must have been really lazy. I was hungry. <laughs> you needed food? I got food. I got some Burger King. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. cool. I hear that... Uh, like, you've got to figure out which one is the right one for the place you're ordering from. Like, certain ones will have, there's Grubhub, there's Postmates, and there's Uber Eats, and then there's one more, uh, DoorDash. Right. And then you got to figure out which one has the lowest fee for, like, the place where you're going. Uh, Grub, Rebecca and I did Grubhub at the hotel on, at the Doctor Who convention on Saturday, and we got some uh, Chinese food. No, the, the thing about it, it was a free... Uh, delivery. Oh well, you figured so. You did figure out yeah, which is the right one to order from because it was uh, President's Day, and if you use President's Day, then you got free delivery. Cool. Oh, I think Grubhub must have a promotion going on too because the delivery fee was only a dollar, whereas I think they're usually like four or five dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they were having a uh, Valentine's promotion. Cool. So yeah, I got some food because I was hungry and I good was job. Like, <laughs> yeah, we all you look at look at the two of us using uh, delivery services exactly. this weekend. And, What's uh, your excuse? Um, you used Postmates to buy a dongle. <laughs> You're a dongle. <laughs> all right, so don't forget the tickets for the superhero assemble is on sale now. You go and spend your hundred and nine dollars and uh, go see some superheroes and get on some limited attractions and have some food, photo ops, and all that kind of jazz. And uh, like I said, those are uh, the dates for that is April 30th and May 1st. So you have two dates uh, for those. You can pick a date. And uh, if you guys are uh, like everyone else who uh, just going to complain because uh, it's $100 and to go and, and, and this and this and that and blah, 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 uh, no one says you have to pay for it. No one says you have to go. So quit your bitching. You don't like the prices, but don't go and quit bitching. Okay. That's about it. Soft opening of World of Color is on Saturday. You hope? Yes, we hope. Well, I don't hope. I can care less. No, I mean you as in everybody. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just, I, I, if it comes back, it comes back. It's not, nothing big to me. But yeah, World of Color uh, officially returns on March 1st. Right in time for Food and Wine Festival. And we'll be getting the menus here pretty soon to see what uh, they'll be serving at the marketplaces. So look out for that. And... Um, you want to know what they're serving in the marketplaces? Well, Anthony's going to tell you how to find that out. Yes, uh, we are, of course, Mousepire on Facebook, at Mousepire on the Twitters and the Instagram. Mousepire, just Mousepire on the Snappies, which I saw that you were using that the other night, I believe, right? Yes, I, I actually snapped today, so 
Uh, well, you're not going to be able to see it if it's Thursday. But yeah, I'm going to start trying to snap more often. So yeah, check out the snap snaps. Snippity snappity. Tim is the uh, fresh one. I am. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Diggs, and you can find me on Instagram at Blue1313. You can also follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There you see your button orders going out. Hey, don't forget to go check out DGPclothing.com. Get your mouse pirate gear. Get your custom-made apparel. Hey, you can get some uh, car decals. And you can put anything you want on your car. Hey, it's a free country, right? So um, <laughs> head over there. Sort of. And check that out. All right. Hey, don't forget to uh, check out uh, the podcast on YouTube. Tim Tech's been busy, but he's managed to get a couple of uh, podcasts up there. And uh, also shout out to Ernesto. He had, uh, Tim actually gave a shout out to Ernesto for waiting patiently. And Ernesto replied saying thanks for the shout out on the YouTube. So you can check that out there. Just search Mouse Power Podcast or just click the link over at our Facebook page. Don't forget you can help the podcast by going over to patreon.com slash mousepire. Help support the podcast. Check out Michael the Mail Guy's $3 special. And there you go. Buttons, not pins. And until next time, remember, nothing you do will ever make anyone happy, so why bother? Nah, screw to that. Those people are stupid. So for Ron, Ask Dave, Don Newcomb, and the Opportunity Rover, I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. I'm Diggs. Bye. I've seen your daily routine. You're not busy. Not really. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Buttons not pins. Ah! Oh my. It sounds like Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bye. 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 I don't have to do the B. <laughs> <laughs> I bless the rains down in Africa.